Can we say tits? Yeah, no, you can say tits. What? There's never enough penises. Hello, everyone, and welcome to May We Geek Again, a podcast where we cover sci-fi TV shows uh, through the lens of philosophy and dick jokes. My name is Joe, and I'm joined by my underprepared co-hosts, Shaheen and Bob. Hi. Hey, guys. Kind of. <laughs> Hello. You can find us on SoundCloud and theoretically iTunes. I still haven't heard back from them whether or not they have decided to add us back. So if you're listening to us on iTunes, congratulations. Apple did something. If you're not, find us on SoundCloud. You've already found us. Fuck. Whatever. Um, we also love fan feedback, so feel free to come yell at us on Twitter at MayWeGeekAgain or at MayWeGeekAgain at gmail.com. Uh, also, you can yell at us, I guess, mid-episode if you go on SoundCloud. And then um, whenever this episode goes up, Bubs will also post it to Reddit. So if you want to long form, you know, gradually work yourself into a yell, come, come find us on Reddit on the 100 subreddit. Yes. This is episode 67, and we're going to be talking about The 100, season 6, episode 5. Uh, great to have you guys here. Um, so we opened it up uh, last week um, to, like, three people responded on Twitter, so great engagement for us, um, for icebreaker questions, like, <laughs> you know, hey, who you are, and here's, here's a little question. So um, we'll go around and say your name, I don't know, like... It doesn't. It can be a reusable fact. I don't care. And then here is our qu- icebreaker question from CC, who uh, was a frequent podcast guest, and now she has her own Fancy Pants Twelve Monkeys podcast. If you were Murphy and knew what he knew, would you take the deal to achieve uh, immortality? Oh, you should go first, Shaheen. Okay. Um, so my name is Shaheen. I live in Pittsburgh. And I'm a doctoral candidate at the University of Pittsburgh. I study history and philosophy of physics. And if I were Murphy and knew what he knew, I think I would... T- I mean, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what the other well, I mean, you know, side of it is. Like, what, does he, what does he have to give? Yeah, okay. So he has to kill someone. I don't know what he is supposed to do in return. But I just think immortality is just awesome like i don't understand why i sometimes ask people and they're like no i i don't want to be immortal i'm like you're fucking lying that's not (laughs) that's not a thing everyone wants to be immortal so i would take it okay okay bubs (laughs) i would have more questions because obviously it would be an issue if you had to kill somebody but like um I want to know more about how it works. Like, maybe we could set up a penal system where people do something bad enough, then I could have their body. So, like, so much more, like, altered carbon. Yeah. Where, like, your mind gets, like... Octavia's system, the pit. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. The fighting pit. Um, Or, like, like, for example, um, it's kind of like, you know, when you have, like, a heart donor... Um, someone who was in an accident, like, does the brain need to be perfectly, like, how much of the chip is doing the heavy lifting? <laughs> okay, you know? okay. Questions like that. So I so, have a lot of questions. And what would your gut reaction be? I mean, because I'm with Shaheen in the sense that, like, 
I don't understand when people say they, they don't want to live forever. Like, part of me wants to cryogenically freeze myself and have somebody wake me up every 50 years because I want to know what happens. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. all the technology, the things people will discover. Like, I can't imagine something more exciting. So, from that perspective, although, like, I'd want my family to come with me. Like, that will be, that's, like, another thing. Um, but, like... Yeah. You don't want it to be like idiocracy, like wake up like five hundred years. Yeah, but later. how much? How easy would it be to be their like overlord? Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> cool. So that was Bubs uh, as as her introduction. Um, and I feel like if we didn't do your question this time, it doesn't mean we won't do it next time because I know there was other um, other ones. Yeah, we yeah. we have very low fan engagement, so I'm sure we're gonna run out of questions. <laughs> So anyway, um, let's see Would I take it. So maybe like, because yeah, like if I could jump through time kind of a thing, like that seems in- enticing, but you know, like people are like, oh, you know, if you could live to be 150, I'm like, here's the problem with like living in the same body for that yeah. amount of time is that like you stretch the shitty years, yeah. like that's it. You never get to like stretch your young years. And so, yeah, I mean, I could, I could see that, but at the same time, I, I you know, I, I, I don't know if... Wait, Bubs, you are a wet red forest truther. Yeah. Like, if there's no end, then... <laughs> if there's no death, then what, what good is life? What do you mean? I mean, like, you you are a, you are a stop, stop the red forest, right? No, no, no. I'm all for the red forest. Oh, so you, Okay, so you would want to live in your perfect moment. How'd you miss that? <laughs> I, I don't... You know that I don't pay attention or make memories you know this <laughs> That's true. right i forgot because you would do that so that you could hang out with the dog got it yeah <laughs> i should say when i say immortal i'm i'm assuming i'm not getting old yeah no i, I mean in this case like we're just body snatching. years old i, I don't and, remember yeah. what it was like to not wear a dopper <laughs> <laughs> what what accent is that an old person accent i see i see maybe from west virginia um, i'm really not sure <laughs> Thank you for that question, Cece. Um, we will get to other audience questions next time. Cool. This was super awkward. <laughs> Let's get into the episode details, if that's okay with you guys. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, can I? Yeah. Do can I do a Japanese nineties movie reference? <laughs> oh, sure. Is it yeah. relevant to this at the moment? Yes. <laughs> I, I almost don't care yeah, it's- if it's relevant or not. <laughs> <laughs> It's called Afterlife, uh-huh. and it's it's about when it turns out when people die, they go to this boring place where they give <laughs> they give them uh, a bunch of tapes that's like all of their memories from all of their life, uh-huh. and they have to pick one memory that's the best memory they've ever had, and they will that will be their experience for eternity. That's just it will be that one experience forever from that point on. So it's their perfect moment. Yeah. Huh. God, I would not want to have to watch my whole life, though. Like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> yeah. Like, can yeah, I, I mean, just that's fast what forward? most of the movie is about. I want to have, like, my yeah. stat readout, you know? Well, yeah, obviously. Like, I want to know. Like, I was, like, better than this many people, worse than this many people in <laughs> X, Y, Z category. Your percentile. <laughs> yeah. If I would have made this yeah. decision, this would have happened. But I made this decision, so here we are. Like, you know, all those things that you're just, like, wonder about in life? I want to know. Like, I would want to know what I did that had the biggest, most unexpected yes. ripple throughout, like, the rest of the yes. world. You know? Yes. 
Or or maybe it's just really disappointing. They're like, actually, you never got past like three people. And they'll be like, well, that's that actually tracks. No, that's fair. So we're talking about episode 605, The Gospel of Josephine, directed by Ian Samoyle, uh, written by Georgia Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, Josephine, there you go. Uh, what do you guys think of this episode? I feel like we're kind of getting into, you know, hopefully the meat of the season. Maybe not. Who knows? Um but what what were you guys' takes, uh, Bubs? Um, I thought it was a really good episode. Um, I think it was the one I liked most so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd agree. I would say that like I really there's like a lot of like funny moments that were nicely baked into it. Like it wasn't cheesy mm-hmm. in that sense, even though they were like moments that you don't normally see on the 100 it kind of reminded me well oh wow <laughs> i was about to say it kind of reminds me in the expanse how they do that and <laughs> and i was like well duh like georgia lee is the writer from the expanse so that makes so, a lot of sense <laughs> there you go and i'm just making that connection right now in this moment congratulations um so i did really really like that about it um and there are some things I had issues with, but it wasn't really, like, an in-episode thing. It was kind of just, like, the show trying to make amends for these character relationships that kind of fucked up or just skipped over. Um, and I'll talk about that later. It, especially, like, the one that, like, kind of, like, stood out was um, Murphy and Bellamy's interactions. Um, and what else? There's one other thing I wanted to say. Um... In other seasons, um, in four and five especially, there was that weird spot in the middle, which I'm not saying it's not going to happen this season. I really hope it doesn't, where things kind of like stalled. And I have hopes that it won't this season. And that's because like we already had like a big reveal and they didn't wait mm-hmm. too long to get there. Um, so I'm hoping that that means the pacing is going to be better. Because they're not holding off on things. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what, what about you, Shaheen? Um, so I liked it too. I probably agree that it was my favorite episode of this season so far. Um, but I just feel like at the same time, I feel like after things falling flat last week because of, uh, because we knew everything, Mm -hmm. um, this episode, I kind of feel like things, or I don't know how long this is going to go on, but like, I feel like we all know Clark isn't dead. And so that's kind of, I wish it were Like, more we all know it, that, but like, wouldn't it be ridiculous if they actually did it? Oh, God, they can't. It would be awesome. That <laughs> no, would be awesome. Why? I would love it. There are so many other characters they expect. could kill that I would be <laughs> very happy with. So I just like, no. 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 Nah. <laughs> no, I would be on board with that. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, I kind of feel like it, I wish it were more convincing. But I mean, yeah, if that if they pull that, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm for it. Sorry, bumps. Whatever. <laughs> um, no, I I I would I would agree with you guys in that. Like, I think that this was probably the strongest episode this season. Um, yeah, so far for sure. Um, it's it's it was definitely a very pared down episode. Like there were a lot of people missing off off gallivanting doing other things. Missing or uh, was this better? I mean, yeah, like the focus it, was better. The it, it was nice to have a bit more a bit more focus on things, and I'm glad. Like of all people that were like 
getting to hang out with like as the B plot, it's um Dioza and Octavia. Like I'm I'm glad that they hopefully realize that like that pairing is really working. Um uh-huh. I mean Dioza with anyone, like let's be real. <laughs> but like Dioza and Octavia I think is just a, a, a fantastic pairing that I'm enjoying them working on. Um so um, th- who is missing? So Raven we didn't see Raven. Uh Raven Miller I was going to say Harper, but she's been I mean, we don't see dead. Miller every episode, though, do we? Uh, no, but, like, he wasn't there last week either, right? Okay. Like, he'd just been gone for a while. Um, yeah. Who else was gone? Amori, Echo. The funniest yeah. part was watching it, and I watched with my roommate, and um, she, in the middle of it, or, like, three quarters of the way through, she goes, you know, I kind of like it without Echo and Raven in this. And I was like, wait... And I hadn't even noticed that they were, me, of all people, <laughs> hadn't even noticed that they weren't in it. So I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were just, like, not feeling mad. You didn't realize. I didn't realize that, that I wasn't, like, off the on a rage of rage. <laughs> it was nice. What is this, what is this calmness that has, <laughs> this zen-like quality that has come over my being? I'm unsettlingly calm. This what the fuck? <laughs> Seriously. My blood pressure, it is normal. Um, so, so like, the rest of the episode, like, we can, we can you know, talk about all of the Clark stuff. But I'd actually, like, I feel like we've been doing kind of a good job of getting sort of the B-plot out of the way first, if that's all right with mm-hmm. you guys. If we can, like, go yes. to uh, Diotavia and the Dirt Bike crew. Um, and there really wasn't too much of it. Like, but it was still a good balance, yeah. It was enough. It was enough to, like, get some interesting work done with Octavia and her kind of still mental state of, like, you know, not... I don't know. I, suicidal isn't really the word for it. I feel like she was actually kind of just pragmatic about the whole thing when when she told Dioza to leave. Um, but she still, like, tried to save herself and, like, went under the surface and now she has a creepy, creepy hand. Self-destructive. Um, self-destructive, yeah. Um, you had a question about um, this, though, Shaheen. Yeah, um... Also, so first of all, what what happened to her hand? I never got temporal that. flare. I, know, so I noticed that they say the what temporal flare. But what happened? What is her it hand? It aged like her hand, hand. maybe. Like it just it made her hand all gross. It, ma- it aged her hand. Oh, was it aging? Yeah. Is that it? Okay. Temporal oh. flare. Time. Old lady I'm hand. <laughs> Take my good hand. Um, like the te- the trees were petrified. Oh, I just, I, I thought mean, they were like just they burned. burned. I thought that yeah. they were burned, I didn't but no, too, but when I watched again, more sense. They, le- they looked petrified on the second watching. Oh, so that's, that actually becomes very interesting um, in terms of time. Yeah, and if you um, watch The what, the Good Doctor, yes, um, Xavier is from The Good Doctor, and what I noticed on The Good Doctor was he didn't have the little white floof, and so maybe oh, that's actor? like a temporal flare. Touch. Oh, interesting. So, like, that's, like, a part of him, like, got touched by it. Yes. Or whatever and made him go gray. Well, I think that that's then super interesting in terms of, I'm guessing Gabriel maybe walked into it because no one's sure if he's alive or anything like that. So, I, I'd i be and kind we- of curious. But it's interesting that we have two storylines playing yeah. with time. I have a lot of theories on this. I put them at the end. I don't know if we should okay. talk about them now or, like, 
Should we wait? I mean, the end? if we're talking about temporal, fl- like, let's talk about it now because okay. we really don't have that much content for Diotavia. Yeah, there really isn't a lot. Um, I think it's just like she. They went through some weird ass quicksand that kind of looks like bath beads. Yeah, the the was... glop glop. It's called. They called it the glop glop in the scripts <laughs> and like behind the scenes and stuff. Um, and I actually like. I'm intrigued by the glop glop now because I was reading the interview Selena did with um, Sachin. And he was saying, like, oh, I'm looking forward to you guys um, finding out what that is. And I'm like, well, because I thought it was just kind of like a this episode, like, um, this world um, quicksand. Yeah. But so maybe there's more to it. Maybe he just, like, said it that way and it makes me think there's more, but maybe there is more. And, like, obviously it shielded Octavia from aging. You know, only her her hand got it a little bit. I don't know if her hand didn't go all the way in. Um, but so I don't know if that comes back and they use it to, like, weather the temporal, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be, or if it's just this. Um, but I thought that that was interesting, if it comes back into play. Um, and then, so the theories. Yeah, I didn't even realize all of this. This is way more interesting than I thought. I mean, I heard them, I heard the, the phrase temporal, temporal flare, but I was like, it just looked like it was fire or something, and and I also just like doesn't make sense. What is like tem- what is temporal? It doesn't make sense. But so, um, but yeah. Now that you say it, that's right? I feel like it should come back, and I feel like the gray patch m- has to be a thing because it was yeah highlighted. It was brought up. Well, I think Dioza mentioned. Yeah, I think the anomaly and the temporal floor definitely have to come back because you know, like the yeah. old man is there, but like it makes me wonder. Um, so my crackpot theory, um, well, I guess all of my theories are, like, very crackpotty. But, like, so what if Xavier is Gabriel and he uses the anomaly to, like, age up and age down, to, like, disguise himself? Um, Mm -hmm. and he, like, lives among his people trying to guide them to do the right thing. I thought that'd be interesting. Um, otherwise, that theory still kind of stands, like, um, whoever Gabriel, or, well, Gabriel's Gabriel. Um, is he able to use the temporal flare slash anomaly to his, um, to live forever? I don't know. (laughs) Like, maybe what if he figured that out and he wants, like, the primes to stop killing people and just live in, like, the red forest, (laughs) quote unquote. Um, (laughs) but I don't know what the trade-off is and why they don't want to do that. Maybe they just like being royals and everyone there would be the same. Um, and then, mm. so the other thing that yeah. came up, um, I think Hyperfox on Reddit brought this up is, um, they thought that maybe there was a parallel between the acid fog in season two and uh-huh. the temporal flares that we're seeing now. So like I paused on the scene and you see them coming out, they look like solar flares or like, um, they're like projectile Um, so can something else be controlling this? I don't know. I mean, that, um, I mean, maybe, because again, like, we had no idea what the acid fog was back then, so, like. Yeah, and why the. And who would have thought that, like, people would have warfare with fucking fog, so. Right? Maybe. (laughs) And, like, also, like, what are the radiation shields for, apart from, like, the children of Gabriel? Like, they have to be for more than just, like, some people in the forest. Right? Um. Yeah, I mean, I 
wouldn't be surprised if it were just for them because I don't know. We don't know how many of them there are. They're, they might just outnumber the Sanctum people and they're also like pretty aggressive. But um, it does sound like because um, what's her name? That um, Stickler jerk woman. <laughs> um, Wait, the Russell's wife? Yeah. If I can't Simone? remember her name, I'm a terrible person. Simone. I just said it four times. Simone? She she said there are there are people and things outside this shield things. that want us dead. Yeah. She said people and things that want us dead. So I don't know how things can want you dead, but it there's apparently more than just people. <laughs> I mean a hungry bear. But maybe I thought maybe she just meant like all the natural disasters. Yeah, like the all the stuff that burns you and shit. But I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, the, the fact that we're playing with time on two different sort of sides, one that ages you rapidly mm. and the other, and another way to like grant immortality. Mm. Um, and the fact that we saw sort of Gabriel, uh, when they, when they made Josephine, I guess 1.0, when they, when they took Josephine out of beta mm-hmm. and, you know, she was a full, full version of herself, um, you know, in another girl's body and he had a really bad fake beard, but like you could see, you know, he had the moment of, oh fuck, what have I done? Um, so, you know, clearly he has issues with the idea of time moving and I guess we're going to find, and Sanctum has issues with time, you know, not wanting time to move, um, or jumping through it. I really know how to phrase that. So I, I, that could be, I mean, if that's what we're playing with this season, that could be interesting. Now, whether or not, you know, we can pull off having, like, a really nuanced discussion about it, I guess we'll find what out. What happens when their drives get full? Um, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess it's probably just like anything anything else. You just overwrite, you know, the boring shit. It's Schmeyans. It's total fucking Schmeyans. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, I we don't do- know how much capacity it has. Maybe it takes like a million years and they just didn't really think that far along. They were like, whatever. We get. We think about something when we get there. Maybe there's a big ass server somewhere. They'll probably invented better chips by then. Um, yeah, the time thing is really interesting uh, now that you talk about it. I mean, I was also, uh, I didn't know Gabriel was the scientist guy until this episode. Did you guys know? Yes. Um, I'm bad with names, but, like, I recognized him. Like, but I didn't know that we got his name... No, 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 I didn't know that Gabriel, the the mysterious Gabriel, was the scientist guy that uh, Josephine was making out with. Yeah, did we get his name in those early episodes? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Oh, then I just don't pay attention. Because I was like, oh, you're a red shirt, goodbye. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I know we got his last name, but I don't know. So you knew Bob's? I did. How did you know? Because of the name? Because Bubs pays attention. Apparently. Because Bubs doesn't smoke all the weed, Shaheen. So because they mentioned Gabriel, you knew the guy that Josephine was making out with was Gabriel? Yes. Okay. I thought that they... That's very good. They said his name in the <laughs> second episode. Right. The, the one where he, he appeared. Yeah. In. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I didn't get, I didn't, like, I maybe. I mean, I might have heard it, but I didn't even remember that that was it, so. Hmm. But yeah, that was really interesting, so he, cle- I mean, we should talk about that in the next section. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, do we have anything else for Diotavia? Like, Well, just- so, I wanted to, I was wondering, because when Dioza came back, she was like, she told Octavia that um, the fact that she, like, went under means that she wanted to live. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I was mm-hmm. just wondering if that's true. Like, if you take a suicidal person um, and put him in a life-threatening situation and they defend themselves, can you say that meant that they wanted to live? Or is that just a reflex that everyone has? Because they were planning to die right there and then. And if something comes at you, you cover yourself. That's just what you do. I mean, I think it's also in some ways the uncertainty of how you're going to die because like, let's say that they're running and and somebody says that it's going to kill you, but you don't really know that exactly. And so like, you know, if, if, you know how painful it's going to be, how long it's going to be. Exactly. Like if I'm going to like do this, like I want to make sure that it's done right because I don't want to like live as some (laughs) sort of like mutant monster with like old people hands. (laughs) I thought they were tumors, but then, like, now it makes a lot more sense that she has, like, those gross old lady arthritis hands. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to all the gross old ladies who listen to our podcast. <laughs> no, I think, like, so I think that she, I don't see her as being suicidal, per se, from the beginning. Like, I Not think. Any, I don't see it anymore. I think a lot of it, so, she, for example, even in season five, when she was going to sacrifice herself so that Bellamy could hopefully get away, um... It's not like she just was like, just kill me. I don't care what happens. She, you know, she felt immense guilt. And she thought, like, this was a way that she could pay back that guilt. It involved her dying. It wasn't like, I want to die. Um, what it, about when she she got people to beat her up? Again, like, it's... To me, that's not... I think it was just a self-punishment yeah. thing, not necessarily death. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Like maybe I mean, death, maybe death could happen, but that's it wasn't like a. To me, I didn't see it being a probable outcome to that situation. Like it was just sky. Crew. Yeah. Um. I mean, the it sounds like the story wants us to believe that she is slash was suicidal up to this point because, um, that's what Diozo is implying, and she was like, "Yeah, I did it too." Did she hang herself? Did she show something, or did she cut herself? Something she showed, she was like, I did it too. And I can't imagine that she said all that stuff and it's just all wrong. But no, I... (laughs) I feel like that has to be relevant. But I think from what I... I need to go back and watch it because I don't remember. But I think when Dioza did that, she was about to be captured and taken prisoner after, like, her operation was um, taken down. So she slit her throat as she was about to be captured. So it wasn't but that's not like how she presented it to Octavia. It's but no, but like Octavia is basically doing the same. Like her purpose for what she was doing was taken away. Like she doesn't really know what she's doing. So it's almost like um, it's more kind of like I don't know. I don't see it as the same thing as someone who's like very depressed and done with everything. Like, these are very, like, obvious, I don't want to be tortured and captured and killed. Well, I don't know what exactly happened to Dioza. I don't know if it was mentioned before. Um, But that's not how she was presenting it this time. She was saying, I've been there. I've been depressed. I tried to kill myself. It gets better. Whatever she was saying, right? So that's how she was telling Octavia about it. So I still took it as, like, she's leader to leader. Saying, like, I've been there. Not, like, suicidal person to suicidal person, but, like, who knows? <laughs> uh-huh. Maybe we'll get an answer. Maybe we'll, maybe we won't. Maybe that was it. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Are you guys are you guys ready to move into the main into the main A plot? I will I will just say one thing um, because I feel like okay. people want us to say it that like Octavia was very nice when she was like save your baby, and so she's not the worst person ever. For Octavia, I mean, fans out there. Octavia never was. She never was. Like, like, I, this wasn't out of character or a moment of growth. I agree. Like, this was absolutely who Octavia is. I agree a hundred percent. Like she's not. She's not a monster. She thinks she's a monster, but she's not. Like, she's... like All the Blakes. No. She has issue with impulse control. Um, Losing sight. Yeah. She's not a monster, though. Like, so, of course, you know, she's going to, like, tell Dioza. And I appreciated in that moment, too, that Dioza is also someone with, like, her head firmly on her fucking shoulders and was like, cool, I'm getting the fuck out. Yeah. Like, as opposed to, like, no, I'm not leaving you. No, fuck Uh. that shit. Like, if we both stay, we both die. So. Exactly. I hate that shit. Let's at least have one of them and I will come back for you. And she did. So, like, you know, I think that Dioza coming back and saving her will definitely sort of play into a lot of Octavia's sort of healing and growth this season because she has someone who doesn't give a fuck, isn't afraid of her, isn't isn't loyal to her through any reason of she saved them through the dark year, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, from yeah. from Prime Fire, none of that. Like, it's just like, hey, we're two warrior leader ladies, like, you know, mm-hmm. going on a quest and Dioza came back for her. And I think that that's going to be important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The end. Cool. Yeah, I awesome. like the, the the way they're slow burning their their connection. Yeah. It's so well yeah. done. It really yeah. is really well done. They're a great like, duo. Who would have thought? Like, I mean, like yes, the show show changes and evolves, and I know that we complain about how the cast has grown and how it shrunk, and people need to get killed off, and we're not focusing enough on these characters or that characters. But like, goddamn, who would have thought? Like six bajillion seasons in. Like, okay, here's a good story. So, I and I tweeted about this, but I was on a plane last week, and the guy across the aisle from me, I happened to catch, like, he was watching TV on a little, like, laptop or uh, it was a iPad thing. It, it was a Surface, my bad. Oh, but it looked like a Mac for some reason. It had the Surface Like, clicky. I thought it was an iPad Pro. Oh, anyway. maybe. Anyway. <laughs> maybe. Anyway. It had the keyboard um, thing on the bottom. I don't know. Could have been an well, iPad Well, I mean, Pro. but those are or Bluetooth. IPhone. Whatever. Whatever. It might have been a Surface. It might have been an iPad Pro. Irrelevant to the story. But he, I realized that he was watching The 100. And he was actually, like, Finn was still alive. I think he was watching My Sister's Keeper. And I was like, oh, my God. And then, like, you know, long story, I did end up talking to him, even though I was a coward about it. But I was watching season six of The 100, like, on my laptop, like, directly across from him. And, like, like, it wouldn't even have been a fucking spoiler. Like, I bet, like, if he did see it, like, it wouldn't, like, he wouldn't have even guessed that it was the same fucking show. Because Clark has her short hair, and then, you know, who would have guessed that, like, I'm all about Dioza, some random new character, and Octavia, of all people. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, the show has changed, and I know that some people, you know, criticize for the worst, but I think that in some ways, there are some really good things that have come out of it. And Diotavia being one of them. Yeah, no, that's a great yeah. example that, like, they had no connection before, but what they do actually create out of it is worth that. You know? Yeah. Like, it's been, yeah, yeah, they're just really great together. Well, because all of season five was us learning that Octavia was fucking let the fuck down by the adults in the Ugh. room. Um, we're we're going to have to talk and... about that disaster of a storyline later. <laughs> Uh, still upset, still, still upset about upset. that. But like, 
I don't think Dioza, even though apparently she's in the books next to Hitler and Pol Pot, um, you know, that she will still, like, she will be a positive force in Octavia. Mm-hmm. Which Octavia needs, because Abby and Kane are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, last, last call before we move on. Can I just say there are zero animals in the woods, in, in the jungle? Whatever in the forest. There are There's, zero animals? We have not seen a single animal. Have we? Well, yeah, because people are traipsing around and with motorcycles and shit. Like, if I were an animal, I'd be hiding in the trees, too. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like they put no thought into what no, animals they, would be on this planet. No, they had some rats. But they... Why did <laughs> yeah. they get okay. Fair enough. They ran out of budget. They're all earth animals. That sounds about right. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's it. Um, let's move on to talking about sort of our main storyline, which is Clark's dead. Asterisk. Um, (laughs) so we have, uh, what, what are we calling her? Joseph Clark? I call her Clarifine, because it's like, Clark has been (laughs) chlorophened. It's not a ship, though. (laughs) Clark Joe, Joe Clark, whatever. Point is, uh, Clark has been, Clark's body, her Ferrari of a body, um, has been taken over. (laughs) After all (laughs) the bitching from everybody... Clark gets to call herself a Ferrari. Eliza gets to call herself a Ferrari. <laughs> Maybe a lot of Clark's I mean, in there being like, yes, I am a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Damn it. Um, so basically, we've got Russell and wife all glad to have their daughter back, who is actually kind of a lot older, I think. Like, I, it's it's hard to tell exactly how old. Like, I, she was, you know, obviously 21 or so when she died. Or, you know, late teens, early 20s when she died. Mm-hmm. But, like, obviously she's also, like, lived a few lifetimes since then. So I don't really know how old she is mentally at this point. Um, um, but we do know that her and her parents are basically, like, the same age now. And is that gross? Question mark. Oh, as, like, when they died? Yeah, like, it's confusing. Well, like, but, okay. how long they've lived. Um, right, so she was woken up more times then? No, they're all, I think, the seventh Why? now. Why? Why do you think she was working on more times? They're all the seventh. I, I, hmm. It's, con- like, but no matter what, Clark, well, sorry, Josephine would have had to be woken up several more times to be older than her pa- or the same age as her No, I, I just mean, no, no, no. I just mean that, like, they're oh. both, like, what? Like, her parents are 180 and she's, like, 150, so that's about the same about age. About the same age. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. Wild. Yeah, well, but I thought you what you were saying is it's interesting that um, Russell and Simone, they're, they've been in the, these two bodies um, about the same amount of time to be the same age as her parents. Because they could have just been like 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds, right? <laughs> like the, her parents could have just been 21 or 25 or whatever, uh-huh. right? It, it happened, they happen to be mama and daddy age. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. I think it's, the family dynamics are super interesting because, like, when I realize, I'm like, well, they're probably actually very close in age now, <laughs> relatively, um, because of, like, how old they are and how much they've lived. Um, but they're still, like, the same, like, family dynamic setup of, like, mom, dad, child. <laughs> And, like, at first I was like, that's, is that realistic? I don't know. But then I think about, like, myself. Whenever I'm with my family, like, 
everything goes back to exactly how it was when we were little. Like, I'm like, window seat! <laughs> and, like, my siblings and I fight over, like, who gets the last waffle. And, like, really, sh- really stupid shit that, like, an adult should not still be arguing with a sibling about. <laughs> like, I think at, at one point when I was, like, 18, my sister and I actually hit each other trying to hit the elevator button. And my parents are like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> you guys need to grow the fuck up. We cannot take you anywhere. Yeah. And it's like the same arguments we had when we were little will come up when we're all drunk. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, maybe that is like once a family dynamic is set. I mean, sure, it grows. Rules. But like part of it, I don't know. Part of it stays the same. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean... But also maybe they're trying to like make us not realize that they're all kind of the same age. So we're supposed to take it as like Josephine is because they treat her like a kid, you know, yeah. they're like, don't make us regret this. Or we're going to ground you. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to kill someone else. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I'm this kind of reminds me of forever um, because the guy is immortal. And so his son is like his dad's age now. Oh, right. Um, I did see I didn't young. finish it, but I remember that. <laughs> that was so yeah. sad. <laughs> didn't see it my apologies um so we we kind of open up a bit with um this this mind transfer business and josephine ends up killing uh kaylee which it, looking back at how much of a dick russell was to clark about like you guys are a bunch of murderers oh God, we can't let you in here i'm like motherfucker your daughter is a sociopath. Right. Um, <laughs> well, but but she didn't really kill her because she can come back. Well, I mean, that's why yeah. there was. I was because I, at first I was like, dude, you're surprisingly nonchalant about this. Like someone just got murdered, but then are oh, she's just she's she's saved. So basically, it's just an inconvenience. Okay, but no, right, but the if, human life that was taken though, so that Kaylee could live. So I think it is more. That was like it, than just you killing somebody. that body. Yeah. Like, like, remove Kaylee from it, you go back to the lady who gave up her body for it. And yeah. that was, like, a disrespectful dickhead move. Yeah. It, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and, like, my... I mean, you murdered that person, so I don't think, like... <laughs> is it... That so particular here's a, respect for them. Here, here's a question. Like, we're kind of jumping ahead to where, you know, Jasper... Or not... God, I always fucking call him Jasper. Jordan. Where he was, you know, talking about, like, they murdered that girl. And obviously that the, the, original, the original Josephine host... Uh, did not want to be taken. Mm-hmm. But, like, in this case, if people are willing, um, is it murder? Is it suicide? Is yeah, it? Do a, we believe yeah. that they have the actual full information? Like, do we think that they know what's actually happening? No, because um, they made up a fake religion to make them compliant. So they're brainwashed mm-hmm. into being submissive to this spirituality thing. So I think it's definitely still murder because it's not even like um, the primes are these people who followed the religion. Yeah. They're, they're people who are continuing to, it's the same people continuing and perpetuating the religion to keep doing what they're doing, you know? So it's murder. Um, so, it's murder. I mean, that's a complication that, um, that I kind of feel like if we want to answer this question, if we want to get to the heart of this question, we have to uh, sort of bracket that. Um, we have to caveat that away. Um, but first, I want to say, like, this is kind of 
analogous with the religious aspect of it. It's kind of analogous to human sacrifice. Um, human sacrifice also often occurred um, with consent. Like the person who's being sacrificed to the gods would say, yeah, I'll do this so that, you know, there Crops will be rain will and uh, yeah, there will be rain and my family will live. Um, and so they were superstitious about it too, but they were fully aware of what was going to happen. So they, they, it had a superstitious significance for them, but they ha they were aware of what exactly was going to happen. They were going to be burned or cut off or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. um, and they knew that's what's going to happen. And they said, okay, for stupid reason that we don't think is true, but, um, but they said, okay, so that's... That's one way, that's one scenario to think about. But I'm also interested to think about the following question. Let's say that there was, there was no superstition. The sanctum people knew exactly what's going on. And there was no, um, you know, uh, there's no sort of divine aspect associated with it. Um, but they do think, for example, that their primes are important and they should live on. Why do they, they think they're important? Their... What perpetuates that idea? Well, they think they owe their safety and prosperity to them or whatever. Why? You know, the, the way that people worship kings, right? So let's say they, they think it's a royal family and they worship them um, and they want them to live. And so then they say, okay, I'll do this. Um, would it then not be murder? Who perpetuates the idea that they are kings and queens? And um, let's say the people themselves perpetuated at this point. I guess Ooh. I have a very hard time believing that that would ever really? be the case. Yeah. That's pretty much all humans have ever done. That's what we do today. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, we we perpetuate myths about people who are uh, in charge. I mean, especially in, you know, uh, parts of the world that's not like super democratic but even when it's democratic well when it's not that. super they, democratic they I idolize people and they say what you're saying that it happens most in places where it's not very democratic right but what i think is happening is that those people are um the people themselves are uh partly responsible for perpetuating that i mean I think this is, I'm from the Middle East, and this is what I think about the Middle East, at least at this point in history, is that um, if you look at what happens, like, every time you, they try to have democracy, it just doesn't work. Um, it fails, and, and, being, and it turns eventually into a dictatorship. And being from that region, I feel like I know why that is, because people do want a father figure to tell them what to do. A father figure? Um, yeah, they want some someone up there to tell him what's... Why what. not a mother figure? Well, because it's a patriarchal society. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so that that's something people genuinely want. And so, yeah, sure, I think that's... I don't like that they think that. And, and if it were my judgment, I would say that it's a, it's a perverted belief. Um and I don't know, it just, just doesn't sound healthy to believe that, but, but they do want that now. And so it's not that there's like top-down 
enforcement of the idea anymore. They're passing this idea on to their children and themselves. They're volunteering to perpetuate this myth that we need this guy up there. Um, so this definitely happens, and I think this has happened throughout history, um, when maybe at the beginning it was a, a myth that was perpetuated by um, from the top or whatever. I'm not even sure about that, but at least now it's not anymore. It's something the people themselves are perpetuating. I kind of have to wonder, like, exactly what Maddie is going to learn in school, because in order to sort of maintain this social hierarchy and this, you know, we are magical beings, wizards, uh, religion, I feel like you also have to keep your population uh, away from the science and the asking the mm -hmm. questions. Um, and so Critical I kind thinking. of, I think in some ways, what's that? Critical thinking. Yeah, exactly. We can't we can't have too much of the critical thinking. Um, so I kind of wonder if part of Maddie's going to school is we're gonna like have her kind of reporting back and be like, "Yo, what the fuck are they talking about?" Um, probably not in those words, um, but you know, maybe an insight into how these people get brainwashed. Yeah, school can play an important role. I mean, it isn't that what's happening right now that the uh, the people in Sanctum are spreading this idea and perpetuating this idea themselves, right? Yeah. That that the primes are divine or whatever. Um, so that's the scenario I'm, I'm, I'm imagining, except I'm thinking maybe take away the superstition part of it, but people still believe that for some reason we need these these guys up there. Um, and... And they're just telling their children that this is how it is. And if they weren't there, everything would collapse and we would all die and whatever. Um, and so they all want them to live and they, they, and therefore they volunteer to give them their bodies. That, that wouldn't be murder, right? That would just be. It's still murder. Person. <laughs> it's still murder because they don't have all of the actual facts. Yeah. You mean? And some people like, do. No, and I'm saying, people. assume they do have all the actual facts. But they... They know everything. They know there's a chip that's going to go into their brain. They don't know that they're, they're gonna... not actually magical and divine. I'm saying, imagine a scenario uh, oh, where that's oh, the case. Oh, is having a, a proposition. Okay. A, a thought experiment. I'm not good at these. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. How, so imagine a situation where they know exactly what's happening. They know that they'll go in the room and they'll, you know, put them... To, put them to rest and then they'll chip them and they'll be they'll be someone else they know exactly what the uh, what the procedure is and they just think that this is a good thing they just and they know that the person we, that they're letting take over their brain is no different than they it, are it's not magical but they think they are different they're why they're, they think they're important they should be leaders they should why be, running this for whatever reason that's what they believe um like i said people believe this stuff that like yeah there are people that we we owe our prosperity and safety and um I mean, even the morality of society too so if, if everybody there, had the same personality corrupt, and it was all follower personality they didn't question anything and they just i guess Someone told them when they were little that this is true, so they believe that this is true and they don't question it. I don't know. I can't... I, can't I mean, it doesn't have to be all of them. As long as 
And I mean, this can't just be one person. I mean, here's the thing. Volunteer to do it. Is it still murder? Right. I mean, so so less about it being murder. And at that point, I'm just going to say deserved. Um, Because like if you (laughs) lack that level of critical thinking to, you know, go with it and 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 if you have all the facts i'm not saying that you know like like i'm if 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 a person has all of the facts and they're still like yeah you know i think that this that this one person is you know definitely definitely more solid individual and you know they deserve to uh jump through time um yeah let's do that well then fine you know what i can't help you like you yes you are a vessel and do not deserve to um you know be irate about that it is not murder because you're not actually killing anything of value Okay, Ayn Rand. <laughs> That's harsh. I mean, no, maybe that was a bit, a bit comically <laughs> no, harsh. No, I mean, you I know agree with I mean? part of it. Where it's just kind of like, if you know and you're still choosing it, then like, fine, I can't help you. But I, so it sounds like you're implying that someone who would believe this has to be especially stupid. Yes. And I don't think that's the case. Again, I feel as like I'm you... saying, I think this is what everyone <laughs> does. This is what the majority of humanity does. I know, and I still have opinions that... on mass religion too. Like, I feel like you once can't... you have science, oh. um, yeah, once you once you have science, my my threshold for for people's magical sky wizards go goes way down. But it's not as though people what whether it's religion or I'm saying in the political context, people believe they need their leaders their supreme leaders or whatever um and they they're not it's not like they're especially stupid they're normal people i mean i i lived with them like it's not like they're just if they were raised in a different environment they would be fine i mean one of these people was a genius at my school he knew physics way better than i did and um you know i was always intimidated by his intelligence but he believes that we need the supreme leader and he's an awesome person and he has to be up there and it's worth sacrificing certain things for that but but that also gets into like it's kind of hard to to separate it from an environment that someone's grown up with because they don't know anything else so we can you know i can also come at it from the outside asshole of being like well, that's a dumb, you know, that, that, that's a dumb system because, you know, how do you guys know that somebody else wouldn't do a better job or, you know, you know, change it. Maybe, maybe this is not the end all be all, but again, you know, like I come, you know, we we're we're watching the show with, with that luxury of, of being like, they're not, they're not holy. Like, cause we, cause we know. And (laughs) that's the interesting thing is that in this case we are sky crew because we're like, that's not, that's not great, Bob. Um, They're praying to garbage. Yeah. Not praying to garbage. I love. I, I I did like that we got a second callback oh, to Murphy, like bitching about so bitching about local religions. Oh, so good. Good yeah. times. Good times. Um. So so let's let's actually move move things along now that we have decided that it might be murder according to or it is murder <laughs> according to Bubs and it might not be murder according to Shaheen. So par for the course that we did not actually come up with a fucking answer. Fair summary. Yeah. <laughs> Neat. All right. Um, where should we move on to? I don't remember. So I thought it was were. interesting. Um, I'm very curious about, um, so when Josephine is talking to her parents, and it's the first time she brings up her little breeding program. Yeah. Um, I thought, I was like, oh, I want to know more. I want to know more about what that is. And he calls it oblation. 
And that's like, um, I looked up the definition. I'll just say it really fast and then tell me what you think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the definition is a thing presented or offered to God or a God. Synonym, synonyms, um, religious offering, offering, sacrifice, peace offering, burnt offerings, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. What are your thoughts, Joe? Sorry, can you say all of that again? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so oblation. Um, uh-huh. And he also says to give it context in the sentence. Um, we aren't talking about oblation right now. Those are our people, human beings, not a herd of cattle to be culled. And so oblation is a thing presented or offered to God or a God. Um, so religious offering, sacrifice, etc. So we are not God. I mean, we're, they're not really giving like as much fun as we're having with Josephine. Like she's not a good person. She's terrible. But like, she, she is terrible. Like that. Or, or I, I don't like know. Immortality? Yeah, like, does immortality make you a shithead? Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you, you know, a valid, a valid fucking question. But here's my question. As related to that, how is it that, I mean, and they're presenting her as a fucking genius, mm-hmm. right? Very smart. Very smart. How, how is it then that Abby... Not a biochemical genius. Like, arguably, I guess she was like, you know, the arc surgeon, but apparently has also some science knowledge. I mean, like, we're really stretching it that she, like, decoded night blood. Um, she had Becca's how... notes. Don't forget she had Becca's notes. I know, but she's also, she's still not that kind of a scientist. Like, yeah. The arc has one scientist. <laughs> Exactly. But like that we have that and then and then, you know, we we Russell and, and Gabriel couldn't couldn't re-engineer Nightblood. I mean, it seems like they just don't have a whole lot of technology there. They should though. We haven't seen a single piece of technology on Sanctum. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but like shouldn't they have brought some? Other than with the them? radiation shield, I guess. They have the radiation shield. I just, I, I have a lot of questions. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. The radiation shield is very, so there's a lot of questions because like, we also have the question of in the, the last episode where um, Clark's hooking up with the doctor and she finds those drawings and you're like, why isn't it on an iPad? Like, you know, why didn't he just like sketch it with his like <laughs> yeah. iPad pro pen? And you're just kind of like, what? But then there's like, yeah, there's the radiation shields. There's everything else. And they should be like, I'm I'm having um a lot of I'm having a hard time understanding yeah what their tech capabilities are and with Abby like I think yeah. this is a valid question Joe because um she figured it out she's a doctor she's not an a phlebotomist or an immunologist <laughs> or a um I mean it's very techy right like it it protects you against radiation I don't even know what kind of cross uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just, um, yeah, a, like, I just, I have some questions. Yeah, I definitely agree that it's weird that they never, it seems like it never even occurred to them that they could synthesize night blood. Right? Um, not that they couldn't do it. They didn't even think about and it. And, like, Simone was a, do- like, a, a scientist. Russell was, what was he again? He was um, an engineer. I don't know. They, they yeah, said it. Yeah, was something. He, she, there's, like, her whole speech about, um... How he wanted to prove that God didn't exist as a, was it just a biologist? I don't know. But like, yes, they're all scientists. So like, I think that that is a fair question. Just, just saying, just, just saying. Um, 
let's see where sorry i'm moving i'm moving through this list um so we don't we don't actually have an answer we don't we don't great awesome um, let's see. Ovulation, the Lightborns. We already did Family Dynamics. Uh, Jordan gets ghosted. I thought that was kind of a oh. cute little moment of, yeah. Did you have something on that? Um, yeah, <laughs> I have something before because I just, we can talk about it later though. The Offering Grove. What the fuck is that? Uh, probably some dead people. Like, I wonder if they tried to like, be like, let's have a more traditional religion. So, you know, let's, let's add some, you know, regular stuff, whatever. Um, well, but like, so, um, the whole argument with Kaylee before she kills her. Um, so when they start talking in Mandarin and, um, Kaylee was like, I found Isaac at the offering grove. And Josie's like, yeah, he gave himself up for sanctum. And um, Kaylee's like, he would never do that. Like, so he he sacrificed himself at the offering grove. And so I don't, that made me like really wonder like, what the fuck is that? Like, what is going on? <laughs> well, but like, like, that's why I'm saying like, I, I'm just curious if if that means that we've got like a normal sort of like we have to sacrifice these animals to like get the religion going and then like uh-huh. maybe after that they were like ah, we can just we'll just we'll just convince them to give us their people but at the same time i'm like they did a bad job with making sure that there were enough night bloods yeah. is 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 really kind well, of a well, thing they didn't do the breeding program which i still want to know guess. how it works like why would like they if they if they people? fucked or if it was like embryonic like whatever yeah i mean it's just like it seems that they didn't need to kill people for the breeding program unless they they had like limited resources so they're like we could we can only everyone can only have two to three kids and josephine's like no kill the ones that aren't nightbloods and have more like throw out the girls like china you know um I don't know. Um, so yeah, let's let's actually move on from that, um, and let's let's spend it just just a moment talking about our pre sweet sweet precious Jordan, who apparently within forty eight hours or seventy two hours, because they really have not been here this long, um, <laughs> lost his virginity and um, his his fell in love with some girl who is now no longer that girl, and now he's gotten ghosted, and then he went to get advice from uh, Murphy. Um, yeah. Bubs, you had some notes That's about, about your love of Jordan. <laughs> no, I just love this scene. So, um, as you guys remember, so he went up to, um, who is now, wait, what's her new name? Priya? Priya. Priya, the seventh of her name. Um. Hallowed something something. Yeah. Well, no, Delilah is now hallowed be her name, but she's dead and it's <laughs> whatever, whatever it is. It's um, very confusing. It's very confusing. So he goes up to her and he's like, your favorite flower, calla lily, or daisies. And she's like, oh, yes, thank you so much. And then he, he comes back. He's like, guys, guys, something's going on. Her, she told me her favorite flowers were uh, calla lilies, not daisies. And they're, like, sitting there like, uh, because, you know, you don't really get flowers for a You're person. real thirsty, sir. Yeah, so what is, so... They're talking to him, and, like, Bellamy's like, she'll come around. Like, just play cool, play cool. And um, and Murphy's like, that, or maybe don't get flowers for a one-night stand. And then the face that Bellamy gives him is so precious. Because he's, like, trying not to laugh. But, like, at the same time, it's like, he also finds it ridiculous that Jordan... But he, like it's just, like, such... Jordan's so sweet and so pure and does not know that so people thirsty. are going to step on your heart 
if you're that nice to them. I don't know. Right? Because, like, if you were raised by Monty and Harper, like... (laughs) You're not ready for this world. Like, what... (laughs) Is there anything... Like, what do you do... What is the term for, like, cinnamon roll squared? Like... Two cinnamon rolls then beget something that is even more cinnamon roll. A cronut? Than... Yes. <laughs> what? Yes. Jordan is a is is the cronut of of the hundred. Oh my god! <laughs> Poor thing. Now I'm just hungry. Now I just want pastries. I, um, <laughs> I was eating whipped cream before I came on this. <laughs> Were you sharing it with Bonsai? No, I feed him monster. well, unlike myself. Fucking monster! Wait, was that dinner? What? No, that was dessert. Okay. All right. (laughs) Whipped cream is just so delicious. I was like at the store and I was like, why not? I'm an adult. I can buy whatever I want. It's been on my to-do. Every time I go to the grocery store, they totally have uh, Reese's peanut butter cup. Like there's a peanut butter and a chocolate, like two different cans of of whipped cream. And like every time I'm there, I'm like, don't do it. And then like, I'm also like, but also do it. You should Um, definitely do it. I want to know what it tastes like. They don't have those flavors Okay, this Sunday when I go grocery shopping. Yeah. Uh, Okay, cool. cool. Awesome. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, do we have anything else about Jordan and the flowers? No, I don't think so. Okay. Anything from you, Shaheen? Um. Yeah. So the, are these earth flowers? I'm not um, really good with flowers. Are these <laughs> names of earth flowers? I'm not yeah. a fucking botanist. I believe yeah. that they are earth flowers because at one point, um, they were talking about a crop and they were saying the earth corn. So I'm assuming they did bring a lot of hmm. um, seeds with them. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. that would, that would because I guess, like, you don't really know what you're getting. Like, presumably, if it is an environment that humans can thrive in, then presumably it's an environment that you can then grow, like, human crops. Yeah. In. Like, we don't know if they were ready to terraform. That, like, I mean, is that... They don't really know. Unnecessarily. I mean, I just... Just go with it, Shaheen. Just, just go with it. <laughs> I mean... That's what I'm going to Think about, you. like, people who live in, uh, you know, the Inuit live up... It's not... That's not very hospitable for farming, but humans can survive. Yeah, but look at this idyllic, beautiful... <laughs> anyway, yeah. Let's beautiful planet slash moon me off that, that they found that... Try slash like biodome. Come, come up with new species, whether it's flora or fauna, but whatever. <laughs> I just have to complain about this every... Every episode, just once. Every episode, does yeah, Shaheen just complain once. about the flora and fauna? I get one credit every episode to complain about this. All right, let's move on. I got out of my system. I tried to look up if there was, like, some kind of symbolism to calla lily, but I, I didn't write anything down, so I'm assuming that it was fruitless. <laughs> or you got, or you just wandered off. Yeah. So, yeah, it's one, one of the, of the two. two. Listeners, yeah. if you are into flowers and have any thoughts... Um, I mean, I, I feel like I always ask for flowers. listener feedback, and no one gives us any. Well, no, we we get some on we get some on SoundCloud. We get a lot of feedback. Get Reddit. Yeah, okay, I'm full of shit. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Let's talk about Abby's Abby's new addiction. Um, so she is obsessive. Yes. Um, and then we had we Shaheen. You actually had a note in here about let's talk about still fucking with the uh, with the dark, the dark guilt. Yeah. I mean, I also had a question. So. What was what exactly was the connection between between her trying to save Kane and the drugs? She replaced her addiction with another addiction, which is saving Kane. Like that's all she's focused on. That's all she's doing. But yeah, the, like but Jackson sleeping, was saying she hasn't slept for two days. I'm worried that she might relapse. 
Yeah. And then she so said, I don't want drugs. So, yeah, why do they think that working on Kane means she's going to go back to the pills? I think because if she hasn't slept or anything like that, like it, it yeah. will be, she will be less likely. She will, she will be more likely to sort of seek comfort in previous sort of, you know, coping mechanisms uh-huh. um, because this is a very high stress thing that she's dealing with. And that was something that like, you know, was her go-to. Um, so I can see that like Jackson makes, you know, a, a fine point mm-hmm. and Abby's not being particularly healthy right now. But at the same time, like her reasoning for doing it because Marcus is good. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think we all have a bullshit <laughs> note about that. I have just question mark, um, exclamation mark, question mark. Yeah, like... I think I had fuck right off, Abby. Um, but yeah, like, so I don't know again. Just be honest about it. Yeah, like we get it, Abby. Your vajay is hungry. That's fine. But like, don't like look at Nyla. On, She's on. not in denial. She's right? like, yeah, Nyla I woke up, Octavia. Yeah, I want to fuck. That's yeah, it's like, nothing wrong. With when, <laughs> when is that going to happen? That Wait is what I am saying. We are Let waiting. Them bang. <laughs> Let them bang. And I think what Marie and and Jess are like really good friends in real life. So I'm sure that they would get a kick out of it. <laughs> yeah. They're characters, you know. Yeah. I think that Octavia said she was all in for her and Nyla getting down. And she's like, maybe season seven. So everyone, <laughs> light your prayer candles. <laughs> <laughs> light your gay gay votives. Um, okay, let's talk about no, the dark like, here. Yeah, I don't get why so, yeah. we're still guilty about this. Okay, so I'm curious... To know, still, I guess, what ex- the exact objection is. Is it a matter of the cannibalism per se? Are they guilty about the fact that they ate humans? Or are they objecting to the manner in which it was executed? Like people dying in the pit or Octavia killing people for it to coerce people to eat it? Or what exactly are they upset about? Do they think they could have survived without it? I, I don't exactly know... They'd never yeah, say like what the, exactly the problem is. They're just like, we are very <laughs> upset about this. And we were guilty. And it's I, your I fault. Think, is. I, I think, I think that the show wants us to like, think that they're still really fucked up about eating people. Yeah. But uh-huh. me as the audience, I'm like, dude, like I've seen alive. Like this is not an issue. Like maybe the issue was Octavia becoming like a tyrannical dictator and yeah. you guys like doing a bad job of like managing her. Absolutely, like, but yeah. that's on y'all fucking up. That has nothing to do. with And I the think dark they world. have brought that up, and that's a good thing to be guilty about. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you guys fucked up. You were you abdicated your responsibilities. Um, he led a seventeen-year-old astray, right? Like Octavia was what? Yeah, seventeen. 17. She's like sixteen like, when they got there. Yeah, she and was so boning she's a thirty-year-old in like two days. Uh, like, there's ooh. been failure left and right. Right, like you were supposed to keep Octavia away from the child toucher. Like, come on now. <laughs> it doesn't matter come if on. he was hot and nice. <laughs> you know, I'm sure plenty of pedophiles are hot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not Jared no. from Subway. <laughs> no, no, he was not a hot pedo. But He's like. Not. Sure, Lincoln liked him young, attractive fellow, fine. But like, the adults in the room have failed Octavia over and over and over. And is that what they're guilty about? Because so, it didn't seem like it. Yeah, I mean, I I think they've brought that up. I mean, I I always feel like it's really hard to say exactly what the distribution of responsibility is in something this complicated. I mean, I feel this way about my own life. 
that you know even when like do you eat people <laughs> um that or you know <laughs> um no do so you like eat people and or date really old men <laughs> like which what are we no examining here <laughs> no um okay starting over <laughs> so many jokes i'm holding back right now so many jokes <laughs> Oh, man. Start again. Start again. Oh, God. I'm too stoned to remember what I was talking about. You you should never interrupt me because I forget the beginning of the sentence by the time I get to the end of it. Um, I love that you have a lung infection. You're like, well, time to take some bong rips about it. Okay. So I'm saying that I always, in my own life, I always feel like um, it's really hard to know who's responsible for what, how much, or whatever. Like, even when someone pisses me off, you're like, break up with someone, friend, or partner or whatever and i'm pissed off and everything and i'm sure they did some wrong things but i i also think i probably did some shit too like there's and and it's hard to know exactly what it was or like who started it or who's but there was something wrong there that we both contributed to um and Mm -hmm. it just was just kind of a bad dynamic that fed off itself and created all that and you know Mm -hmm. people like to say that there was one party that was the one that's at fault or the most at fault or whatever. But I often feel like those are not interesting questions when you, who had more. It's not a contest. I mean, it's, it's to me, it's more interesting to know what, who caused what than to, like, bl- assign blame. And I think in this situation, like, I don't want to exonerate Octavia and say that, like, Oh, it's not her fault. No, like, she's yeah. not blameless. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And, the, yeah, so the adults failed in, in their capacity, that Octavia failed in her capacity in some way. It all contributed to this situation. And, of course, yeah. you can even say it was the people's fault because they're going cra- they're acting crazy and Octavia resorted to desperate measures to control them. Um, and, sh- sure, you could argue with those desperate measures. I can't believe I'm defending Octavia. But, <laughs> you know, but so again, who would have thought that we would be that we would be in this position on this show being like, I don't know, I'm kind of with Octavia. Like, <laughs> Leave it up to Kate and Abby to get us there. Oh, my God. Right? Also, like, thanks, Cabby. Also, in season five, when um, Octavia goes to help Abby and and they also have like a confrontation on top of that. And Abby's like. Well, Kane knew that I did all that anyways, so, like, we're fine. It's you. You're the worst one. And I'm just like, wait, I'm not sure what I was supposed to get from this conversation, but if it was a fucking die, Cabbie, then I took away the right message. <laughs> because it, it Oh, you guys so are the worst? Got it. Yeah, Got it. exactly. They were just like, Sorry, we interrupted me, me, it's you. Oh, yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, I was just thinking that, like, you can't even say that Kane is at fault. Uh, even if you're guilty about the eating... I often have. <laughs> well, are you doing a Dioza bong rip? <laughs> oxygen. No. I mean, sorry, oxygen. Yes. So... Um, so you could hear that then. <laughs> right? So, like, because the whole thing was Abby telling Octavia that you have to get Kane to eat it. Because as long as he doesn't eat it... People don't eat it, but if he eats it, then other people will follow. He was holding the whole plan back. If he wasn't even there, everyone would have ate, eaten it anyway, and there would be no problem. Like, the whole guilt and all that comes from Cain resisting to some extent. I don't know. So, like, you can say even he was at fault. 
Just because he acts like he's <laughs> yes. above it and he, you know, whatever. But, I mean, the thing is, I wish they would say what they're upset about because some of these are objections I'm on board with to some extent. Like, if they're saying the manner in which Octavia carried this out or enforced it was shitty, I completely agree with that. Um, but yeah, if they're, they're objecting to the fact that they ate human flesh per se... I'm not sure if I'm, I agree with that being in itself objectionable, especially if that's the only way to survive. And if they think there yeah. was another way to survive, they that they should also mention that. Um, but they've never said this. Like all as of all the people who've either complained or yelled at Octavia or felt guilty about the whole thing, none of them has, have ever said that there was another way to do it. <laughs> Um, right, exactly. Like you had, if Abby is our end-all, be-all medical person and she's like, this is the only way. We don't have soybeans. We don't have protein. We will die without this. All right, Abby, we're trusting you on this. And then to be like, yeah. Marcus nearly derailed the whole fucking thing, forced Octavia's hand into flat out, just point blank shooting people. Like Octavia didn't want to do that. But like they were, Octavia but you know, like, like she cried during it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Octavia, like, imagine how he forced Octavia to do that because he was being a sanctimonious prick about the whole thing. Yeah. Like, and people not look to up me, to whatever, him. fine. Fine, if you didn't want to eat the people, but you knew that this was going to be a domino effect, fine, kill yourself then. Like, I don't know what to tell you. But, like, <laughs> it was just, he was so selfish. And then bla they both blamed their selfishness on Octavia. I'm just, I'm still mad. The grown-ass I think that, I think that the show wants us to see the whole cannibalism thing, the dark year, as something that, that's just immediately um, reprehensible and, and uh, abhorrent. Okay, but do they not know their audience? Like, we are horrible people. <laughs> yeah. Right, so I, I think that they don't want to say that there was any, there's any, like, reasoning behind it. It's just something that you know, per you perceive as wrong, and you know it's, it's wrong. This is called moral particularism, Th that some people say, uh, I think, uh, what's his name, um, Dancy? Uh, Jonathan Dancy, I think his name is famous moral particularist, who says that there's all of this stuff about like utilitarianism and Kantianism, whatever, all of virtue ethics is just wrong because they're trying to find principles for what's right and what's wrong, whereas what's right and what's wrong is kind of like perception. You know it directly in each particular case. You don't need like a whole principle to derive it from. And if you have those principles, you probably came to those post facto by looking at the things that you find wrong and looking at the things that you find right and summarizing them. Um, but you directly perceive them as being so. Um, and this is actually something that some people use to object to the existence of moral properties. Um, what are moral properties? Um, the fact that, so when you say uh, murder is wrong, um, uh -huh. right, it's the, if you look at the surface structure, the surface grammar of the sentence, it looks like you're attributing a property to an object. So the same way that you say the flower is red, right, red is a property being attributed to the flower, the subject. Uh, you also say murder is wrong, it sounds like wrong is a property being attributed to murder. So you could say murder is gruesome, murder is 
uh, traumatic. Murder is easy. Murder is fun. Murder is illegal. Yeah. Let's do bad stuff. <laughs> murder is wrong, right? Are you uttering the same sort of sentence as the previous ones? All of the other ones you could argue are property. Like when I say murder is easy, that's a property that I can maybe probably objectively establish. Um, you know, all you have to do is hit someone. I love the trial it. and error of being like, well, this murder was a little bit more difficult, but on the grand scale of things, I suppose it was easier than changing a tire. I mean, like hitting people on the head, like it happens a lot in the movies, but a lot of people die by just being hit on the head. Anyway, so... But a lot of people go unconscious and then are fine later, and the number of concussions and times that, like, Clark and other characters on the show, for example, have been knocked out unconscious, yeah. like, that's actually really bad for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's not good for your That's all the thing with the NFL. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And they had helmets. So, anyway... Um, Oh my god, what if what if season seven is just like everyone on the hundred with traumatic brain injuries and like they're, they're not actually being taken over by the chip. They're like with different personalities. It's literally their traumatic brain injuries causing them to like have this these sort of like outbursts and reactions and act violently. Like what if that's it? <laughs> well, Abby and yeah, Jackson I mean, would finally have something to actually do. <laughs> ha The writers should pay oh. us for this. I know, You're right? Giving them you plot ideas. <laughs> um, Sorry, I interrupted. No, again. no worries. Yeah, I was saying like moral prop. So that's what we mean by moral properties. And um, some people say that yes, pro- moral uh, moral attributes are properties, just like everything else. You know, it's called moral objectivism, which is interesting because it seems like most people are moral objectivists because they get upset about things that they associate with morality um but if you ask people that a lot of people say that they're relativists um like on okay cupid almost everyone says like moral <laughs> says is moral or moral values relative or or absolute most people I, I bet you're it. really fun sliding into these girls' DMs <laughs> and like harassing them about like actually the, the, the philosophical questions. This is actually answer. a debate that we had as teachers, as ethics teachers, as you know, we were teaching undergrads, and there was always this debate between us about relativism because a lot of people think uh, where I studied ethics, people hated relativism, and they all said that like all this under all these undergrads, the kids kids come to college, all of them already relativists and so if you just talk about relativism it's not gonna really teach them anything new so they always just taught other things um and they criticized relativism quickly and dismissed it but then there are relativists moral relativists who say that's actually not true um in fact most of my students seem to be absolutists um and I think because most people don't have a coherent idea about this. But anyway, so if you think that there are actual properties objectively in the world, right? So that's moral objectivism. But then, you know, if you're a relativist or someone who denies the existence of moral properties anyway, um, you would say, no, this is, this is just, you're being misled by the surface structure of the, gra- of the grammar of the sentence that it seems like a property is being attributed to an object, but really what's happening is someone is saying, I don't like this. Um, or someone is saying, boo, murder. So, so, so the wrongness is not there by saying it, it, they are assuming or they're forming a sentence that implies that the wrongness is universal, but that might not actually be 
right. the case. It's just someone okay. emoting, someone expressing their emotion. Um, for example, that's one view, emotivism. Like you say, when someone says murder is wrong, all they're saying is boo murder. And when someone says... <laughs> Um, I want to rename, like, maybe we'll just call this podcast episode specifically, Boo, boo Murder. murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and when someone says charity is good, they, they're just saying, hooray, charity. That's all. They're just expressing how they feel about it. It's not really a sentence at all. It's not something that can be true or false. It's just someone expressing how they feel. Um, and so they say that this whole idea of, like, is it true that murder is wrong and all of that is just not, you can't talk about that because it's not really something that can be true or false. Um, so anyway, that, that's very important. I mean, if you, if you think that, then it's hard to, and you still get upset about moral things, then it's, um, then, you know, there's something inconsistent there. If you, if you really think that, yeah, moral, um, moral judgments are really just expression, expressions of emotions, like boo and hooray, um, then what are, why do you argue with people about it? Like, you, you, don't, you don't try to convince people to boo or hooray things like you, that you like. I mean, if you like some flavor of ice cream um, that's, and someone else doesn't, you don't like argue with them about it. I mean, sometimes I guess we do. Well, no, here's the thing. My girlfriend has a thing for um, butter pecan, which is objectively an old person flavor. It's and good, though. Not, I mean, it's I love good, but it's not like... It's oh my good. God. <laughs> you're the you're the odd man out, Joe. <laughs> I mean, it's good, but it's not like that's not the flavor that I would choose. To be fair, my because grandfather like, is the one that turned me on to butter pecan. <laughs> you know why? Because it's an old people flavor. I don't deny that. It's true. And and she was grazed by her grandparents, so uh, that you know, old people flavor. I'm not people. saying it's a bad flavor. I'm just saying like it is nowhere near like top five. Like maybe so peanut top butter chocolate. Peanut butter chocolate is number one, but mm. only from Baskin Robbins. Yes! Peanut butter <laughs> Any other peanut butter chocolate, I am always disappointed by it, but Baskin Robbins, solid. Here's the thing, though. Cookies and cream, almost always solid. Cookie dough, almost always solid. Um, but peanut butter chocolate can be very, very disappointing. I'm just saying, like, yeah. objectively speaking, butter pecan is not the best flavor of ice cream, and I will fight anyone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue, Shaheen. Um, anyway, I got way sidetracked, I think, by myself. So I, <laughs> um, I was so talking about moral Abby. particularism. Yeah, that they want us to think that, or maybe Abby is a, is a particularist or all these people who are upset about this. They just know that it's wrong. They don't really have a, you know, a principled reason from some you know, basic like, oh, uh, maximizing happiness or minimizing suffering or uh, respecting people's agency or developing your virtues or anything like that. They just know that it's wrong to do that. Um, and I was just saying that you can actually, you can use this to, to sort of try to save moral objectivism, um, but you can also use it against it and in favor of relativism because one argument that relativists use is from like anthropolo anthropological diversity, right? So they say, look at different societies and look at how radically different the things that they think are right or wrong are. Um, and mm -hmm. how do you, how can you say, on what basis do you say that there are moral, moral truths that are universal if everyone disagrees on it so fundamentally? Like, you know, some people think it's okay to leave their old people out to die or uh, to kill some of their ch kids that they don't want. 
um, and and so on. Um, whatever, right? Some people think it's okay to sacrifice. Not, not only it's okay, they think it's a good thing to sacrifice the person um, or whatever, right? So there's all these things you can point out. Um, and so, and then, you know, the, the, usually the response is just because there's disagreement doesn't mean that there's no truth to it. Um, so it could be that they're all using different, so one way it could be is that they're using the same principles, but their their circumstances are different, such that the conclusions are different. So you start with the same principle of, let's say, minimizing suffering, but then the harsh circumstances that you live in, very cold climate, not a, not a lot of resources, and so on, with the principle of minimizing suffering together mean that um, you should let old people die. <laughs> Right, and so because mm-hmm. if you don't, then everyone else will suffer even more. So they're actually not very different from us. Um, they also believe in the same things that we believe in, but their their circumstances are different. So from like a physics standpoint, you would say the laws are the same, but the initial conditions are different. Um, and so, um, and the moral relativist answered this objection in part by drawing on particularism by saying. But look, they're not really like sitting there thinking of like doing this calculus in their head of like these this moral reasoning, this moral syllogism that, oh, we must minimize suffering and this is how it will happen. Therefore, it's okay to let grandma die. They just feel that it's okay. They don't feel anything about it. Whereas if you were there with the same circumstance, if you were just transplanted there with your grandma, in the same harsh conditions, you'd feel terrible about letting grandma die. You th- I mean, you yeah, think it's horrible. Like, Whereas those people I, think I it's totally like... okay. And grandma thinks it's okay too. So like the point, sorry, uh, don't forget what you're saying, but I was, I was just saying to finish this, the relatives would say they're not really doing this like syllogism calculus in their head. They're just, they just see it and they know if it's right or wrong. And that's how I feel like um, Abby or these people are, or Cain, maybe they're objecting to this. They weren't really providing any reasons or you know arguments. It was just I know this is wrong. I look at it and I know it's wrong. Anyway, what were you mm-hmm. saying, Joe? Uh, well, so 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 piggybacking off of that in terms of like you know you live in a harsh environment and like you know put the old people out on the ice floe. Um, I kind of feel like in some ways then at a certain point, doesn't it also fall onto the old people to have like a moral duty to like be like, okay, I have reached the point in my life that I am a, I, I am no longer a net positive. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> uh-huh. old people can still like watch the babies or like teach the young people things like whatever. Like old people are not, you know, completely useless for sure. But after a certain point, like an old person is only taking resources and not contributing anything. And so at that point, like I kind of do feel like maybe I mean, at least I personally feel this way in terms of like if I get super old and like I am no longer I am only a drain, like I do have a responsibility to not you know, continue to be a drain. And like, especially if you live in like a super harsh environment or like a food insecure area or whatever, like you are biologically speaking, like you are done being useful (laughs) biologically. Like you aren't even like, 
you, I mean, you're done being useful when you when you stop reproducing. But like, we can we can reason with it and be human about this and be like, okay, well, you know, there's still value, you know, after you are, you know, done being a viable parent. Absolutely, like you can, you know, watch the youngins, whatever. But you know, after that point, like, <laughs> doesn't it become your responsibility to like make sure that the future generations have as much as they can? In the Next installment of the horrible things we defend on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Joe defends killing old people. But you know you can't no, legally no, do I, that though, right? Like your doctor I mean, can't kind of, legally provide you with that unless you have a terminal illness and you give a like a I five mean, your terminal week illness notice, is life. Whatever. I know, I know, I agree with you. I totally agree. But I there's oh, apparently this so, distinction. So we got two for killing old people. <laughs> I agree with well, you that there's no difference that. between terminal illness and just life itself. Um, I don't well, know why no, that I mean, that's, that's thing, a legal like, distinction, though. Uh, sorry, folks. I mean, yes, it is a legal distinction. But like, if we're just talking about you know the grand sort of ideas of things, if you become so old that you are you know incontinent you can barely get out of bed you're using up a lot of medicine like you know you're eating food obviously and other people who could otherwise be helping more people like let's say that let's say some you know some guy is a teacher of kindergarten students you know in in some bunker somewhere harsh environment blah 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 and he cannot teach these kindergarten students because he has to devote 100 percent of his time while he is awake to looking after his sick parent like, yeah, the parent's not going to get better. Like, or if they do, like, again, we're just kind of prolonging this. Like, is that the best use of his time? I mean, it's one thing to say we should kill them. It's another thing to say they have a responsibility to understand this. And do they not? Act responsibly. That's a different, yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm arguing more for the latter. Mm-hmm. I mean, is I that... guess some do. But yeah, I guess like, unless you want to commit suicide, you can't ask your doctor to give you something that would peacefully put you to rest because that would be illegal. Um, yeah, I mean, even suicide oh. used to be illegal. <laughs> That's really funny. I think it was still illegal until recently in one state to commit suicide. I forget if it was Pennsylvania. So can um, you only get charged so if you survive? You if you survive an attempt, you have to go to jail? You're a felony. I don't know. You, you, yeah, I don't know. I guess you'd seems, be a felon. <laughs> seems, seems dumb. It's, anyway, it's sorry, I feel like we went I down. We, we went, I, I feel yeah. like whenever we do talk about Abby and Kane, we like fall down a rabbit hole of like acid. I think Bubs um, has, has something to say. Did you? Yeah, Bubs. Oh, I was just saying that I had a situation that um, pertains to the whole the differences of how you were raised um, and how you see a situation. So my, I think I may have told the story before, but like it was probably many moons ago. Um, So my grandfather was a doctor in Mexico, um, which is where my parents grew up. And so um, my mom, this is my mom's dad, um, growing up, they got paid, like he got paid for his services in lots of different ways. Like, for example, my mom's wedding, Bonsai, shut up. Um, my mom's wedding was like free because like, like one person like donated the food, like donated quote unquote, but it was like for payment for their surgery. Um, mm-hmm. the band was like, you know, all these things. Um, but so one way they got, um, he got paid one time was with a, a live turkey. 
Uh-huh. And so they had the turkey tied up in the in the backyard, and the kids would feed him, and they'd be like, "Oh, our turkey!" Like you know, they'd like go pet him. <laughs> um, and so, anyways, my grandmother is American. She was a nurse in um, Kansas before she met my grandfather, who was doing his residency there, and then they got married and moved back to Mexico. Um, and so my grandmother grew up on a farm. And so Thanksgiving came around and they celebrated all the American holidays because she's American. <laughs> um, and so they're sitting to dinner and everyone's like, mm, mom, this turkey is so good. <laughs> and then eventually someone's like, oh, turkey, where's our turkey? So they go, the turkey is obviously not there anymore. And nobody would eat dinner. Oh like everyone God. was horrified. But like they were also not respecting the life of the animal that like gave it up. Like. At that point, you're just wasting it. You should eat it. <laughs> but they, to them, it was like too much of a mental hurdle I know, it's like to get over that they were eating their pet. <laughs> yeah. So Dude, this is this is yeah <laughs> almost word by word in a movie, the in a German movie that I watched. Um, this exact really? scenario happens, except it's it's a rabbit. It's a bunny. Um, yeah. Were they starving? No, the guy comes back from the war. It's like a post-World War II movie or something. The guy comes back, uh, the dad comes back, and he's all messed up because he was like a uh, prisoner. Um, and um, and then, you know, he kills the rabbit and cooks dinner for everyone. And the the little boy is like, oh, can I get a second slice? And I was like, yeah. And then, I don't know, somehow they find out it's, it's the rabbit <clears throat> and the kid throws up and all that Um so yeah, that was just like almost cool. line by line from Bob's grandparent grandfather's story. Um, you should go I like. I think it's like that generation. IP. Yeah. No, I think it was like there's a generation, um, like between my grandparents' generation and my parents' generation, where um, a lot of people were transitioning from like farm life to like more of a suburban setting. And so I think it was just like a cultural separation that happened. Um, and so I bet you this is a story that lots of people have their own version of. Um, but it's just like my mom to this day vividly. She'll tell this story and she's like, it was our turkey. <laughs> like she's still not over it. So I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess that gives credence to the people that were like, I'm not going to eat my brother. <laughs> but yeah. um <laughs> whatever. I mean, whatever. All right. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna move us along if that's all right. Yeah. Um, since we fell down a cannibal rabbit hole, as always. Um, actual cannibals and rabbits. So fun. Um, all right. Blah 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 blah. Let's see. Abby's addiction. Blah blah blah. Um, so let's talk. Um, I guess. Let's see. What do we have in our next list? So we have a little bit of Murphy. Um. Yes. Did you, did you have thoughts and feels about this? So I did have feels, but let me get to like the, I guess the important stuff first. Um, so I thought it was weird that the primes haven't mapped beyond that area. Like it's something that Bellamy points out. Right, like after 200 years. Yeah, they, they have very little mapped out. Like I think what we see in the, um, the opening credits is basically all they've mapped out, which is like, I don't even know... A hundred square miles, maybe? Like that little if, hill? If that. 
uh, yeah. yeah, hilltop. So wait, place. so That's all. do we think then that the season is going to kind of end with people who want to cast off sort of the, the the shackles of the of the prime religion and like go out exploring, and then obviously the primes will die off because there's not enough night bloods. Um, I don't, I mean, it comes down to, like, we don't see them being able to live with the Primes in that culture, right? So either yeah. they're going to kill all the Primes and, quote-unquote, release the people um, to start a new life in the Dome, or they're going to destroy the Dome altogether, which is obviously a high possibility. Yeah, because what their show are we back. fucking watching? <laughs> um, which means they have to basically... Either start over or repair. I don't know. Um, so, and then we also know they also mentioned there's like a cave system that this uh, that Sanctum is built over. So, like, what is that about? Like, why are there caves? Who built the caves? Did they build the caves? Like, so I think it wrote like a lot of questions came out of that scene yeah. for me. Um, and I think it is like it is right to think about like what does this mean for season seven? Um, yeah, and that's just the I moon. That's a hundred square miles of the moon. <laughs> yeah, no one's and there's a even whole other goddamn planet. planet. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, on Earth, when they were on Earth, it was basically the same story. They didn't yeah. leave like. Yeah. Virginia? We never left uh, Virginia. <laughs> ja- no, they left to like, I guess like Jaha was in New York. Yeah. At least they yeah, was. Yeah, I, I don't on... know how that worked. <laughs> how that's they got was between... in New York. Yeah. 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 And I think the um, island, um, Ali, Ali's island was uh, somewhere in uh, Connecticut or something. I don't know. Long Island, I think. Rhode Long Island, Island somewhere up there. Something. Yeah. Um, Someone mapped it up. Let's. So sorry, you have you had you had something for uh, that Murphy is kind of cute. Oh no no no. Which, which, Actually, I do want to call attention to with uh, with Josephine. She calls him Murphy then, and yeah. then calls him John to his face twice. That was a really good catch because I didn't notice that, but that's weird. Like, why would you say, like, Murphy from afar, and then up close he's John? Like, that made no goddamn sense. Yeah. yeah I mean, unless, we, unless you try to think of it like she's saying it like um informally to herself but then when she's with him she calls him what she thinks everyone calls him maybe yeah yeah but like where did she even hear i guess jade just said john murphy although if she was a really good spy she would have been like they call him murphy yeah (laughs) but i guess i mean she's no echo clearly well or she is (laughs) (laughs) um and so there's one person who calls him john and that's um, Amori. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but no, my thing was like just being sad about like, I think any other season I would have been really excited about Bellamy and Murphy working together. Um, but they have this dynamic that like developed off screen and I, I have a really hard time like connecting with it because even like what they gave us to like, you know, the clips that we saw on, um, on the ring, like, Murphy was, like, ostracized. Like, he wasn't yeah. really... And, and, like, now, like, Bellamy has this, like, buddy-buddy relationship. It's just, like, I don't I buy feel... it. And it, it hurts me that, like, this could have been, like, so, such a great develop. Like, if they'd gotten here naturally, it would have been really cool. But, like, I don't think that their interactions would go like that. Like, Bellamy should just be more, like, grumpy with Murphy because that's how Murphy responds to stuff. He should be, like, because he's Bellamy, supposedly 
can understand people, except he can't anymore because he's this whatever Bellamy is now, um, he would be like, well, what do you think? We can't survive here forever. This, this, and this. And like list the pragmatic reasons because that's how you talk to Murphy. You appeal to his cockroach because that's how, like Josephine did it. She knew how to appeal to his cockroach immediately. Well, you have a note here on uh, behavioral and brain sciences. Oh, do I? Headline of behavioral and brain sciences journal. Sociopaths can smell their own cockroach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Josephine just like saw Murphy. She's like, yes. He's cute. That one. Mm, yeah. He's cute and willing to do anything. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so she she follows she follows um, Murphy, John, and the crowd into the, uh, what are we calling that? Like the torture sanctum, lab? The sanctum. Inner, inner, inner sanctum chamber of skeletons and weirdness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so anyway, so we are in, uh, as you put in the notes, the panicked room. Yes. Um. So yeah, we got we got kind of a lot of information. Um, finally, uh, Gabriel being the one after what twenty five years or whatever to him and him and Dad to be able to bring back people. They have to be twenty one years old, which I'm sure that that's going to come into play. Um, yeah, what do you guys think about all of that quote unquote you know exposition and information dump? But also, I thought it was pretty well done. Are you talking about the videotape? Yeah, the videotape and just that whole the whole thing as soon as they enter the chamber of bad secrets. Yeah. I was confused as to how Bellamy knew that Jordan would be in the skeleton room. Is that somewhere you used to hang out or something? No. Because he was he, like, I know where he is. And they went straight to the skeleton room. I didn't know they even knew that that was there. That that existed. Oh, no, no. The... Um... I think because they saw that's where the ceremony happened. Like that's D- Delilah walked in there, and she walked out a different oh, person. Okay. So I think it makes sense that like that's where Jordan would go first to try to see like find some clues. So when yeah. they bring you it in to name to you, the first thing you see is a bunch of skeletons. No, you. I think. Yes, the, so I yes. think you end up seeing the. I think you're in the medical room first. No, but that's behind and, all the skeletons. So you yeah, right, that was but a secret room. Oh, you mean before you've been converted yeah. to another person, yeah. you go into the room and you're like, oh, here's a bunch of skeletons. You have to go through all the skeletons before you can get the procedure. <laughs> so, not okay, creepy at sense. all. Okay. It's fine. Thanks for that explanation. <laughs> Does it? Does it make sense? Well, um, it makes sense in that, so, like, I know now why they went in there. <laughs> um, yeah. Do we, do we think that Gabriel is still alive? Yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah. It would be very boring if he wasn't. Um, so, but but how? Like, presumably if they are against right. moving the chip into new bodies, does that mean that Gabriel has perhaps found a way to prolong his own body? In the temporal, temporal flare? Temporal flare, maybe? Yeah. In the anomaly? Like, has he, has he discovered the secret of... Yeah, I don't know. Something? Maybe Gabriel <laughs> is a piece of shit, too, and he made an exception for himself. <laughs> I mean... That given this show, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, all the leaders are yeah. pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is terrible. Yeah, so I was gonna say that um, this this bring this brings me to a question that I had, which is about the chip. So, as Bellamy explained, Becca gave this tech to Eligius Three before inventing the flame. Right? It was, this was before because they took off 
before there was any flame or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There wasn't even Alley 1.0 at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so, but the chip that they have seems a lot more advanced than, than the flame. I mean, this thing can preserve all of you and then re-download it into your brain. Chip can never do that. Uh, or the, the flame couldn't never do that. Um, so well, is that, they, and, but they so do mention the reverse engineering it or something. Um, I guess yeah, Josephine I don't think that, that was says. the original chip. I don't think that that's what it was originally supposed to do. Or maybe it was supposed to be more like the flame where you upload yourself and then that upload right. can go into anyone else's body and, and much like the flame provide, you know, guidance right. or something like that. Like, I, I don't know if we know the exact original purpose of the chip that they have on, on Sanctum, but then I think that the reverse engineering is the idea that could download. whatever brain you put it into, like after 21 years of, of age, it doesn't get put in the chip. It gets like overwritten by the chip. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. He but found a way to download wonder, it. Sorry, what? Yeah. Well, yeah, they found a way to download it instead of only upload. But then I still have a question of like, well, so what was the point? Was it supposed to be like the flame as in like a way to like sort of, um, you know, archive the great brilliant minds? Like, I'm curious. I think it was like, so somebody said this, I cannot remember where, but um, to me, it's not, it rang true. Um, It could just be that it's like a data storage. Worst comes to worst is missions of failure. They send back um, the, the data. data that they've collected so far. So that's why uh-huh. when they say that they had to like jailbreak it and reverse engineer it, yeah. Instead of just um, you know being like a backup drive um, for mm-hmm. a future use by future people, um, they were able to like reverse the information and feed it through a host's brain so that that person could live in that body, basically. Okay. So, backup drives. Yes. Which, okay, yeah, that, that's that interesting. also, that makes sense. That makes but sense. But that means that Gabriel um, was way smarter than Becca. Like, he, the fact that he was able to advance the chip well, I mean, so much within his lifetime. Uh, all that Becca could come up with was the flame. I mean, well, in a, not necessarily. Thing- I mean, they also burned her. Like we don't. Like I feel like Becca probably died a little bit prematurely. To and, be like, fair, she the purpose of the it earth. was different. <laughs> well, yeah. listen, yeah. So, <laughs> but the thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the actually like the procedure is still more primitive for the sanctum people. Like they have to like suture you and stuff. The flame would just yeah, like yeah. fancy, like go into, like get absorbed. The flame was far more refined, it's and then symbiotes. just like come out of it, like with no leave no mark or anything. You don't have to cut the person or anything. Um, just saying. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Um, get it together, Gabriel. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy with his bad fake beard. Um, <laughs> is there anything else that you guys want to talk about in terms of creepy, creepy sanctum hall of hall of skeletons? Um, they did say that one thing, um, the rostral dorsolateral, I didn't Google it, damn it, is fully dormant. So the word dormant, I don't know if that's going to be like, maybe a key to get Clark back because Mm -hmm. maybe she isn't really gone. Like they just, that's what they tell themselves so that they never even think about like that the person's still in there somewhere, you know? 
Yeah, well, it's kind of like the way that, like, if you take out a chip, like, the life is not continuing inside of it. It's mm-hmm. dormant. It's just, it's on pause. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure that that will, that that will come back. Um, and then the other thing was Gaia, um, where, you know, Josephine Clark is like, it's not murder if they go willingly. And Gaia's like, that's how they make it better slash easier, by manipulating people into believing that they were sacrificing <laughs> so themselves to some false god. <laughs> and Murphy goes, I guess she, I, well, no, this, never mind, I was paraphrasing, but Murphy's like, I guess she should stop praying to garbage, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was the such TLDR. a great call out on his part. Right? To be like, so about your hypocrisy. Oh, God. <laughs> so satisfying. The platonic form of hypocrisy is, is God. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, it. never mind the fact that we're just killing people one-to-one on Sanctum. Like, one person, quote-unquote, dies to let another person, you know, continue to live. Yeah. They had fucking for kids kill each other. For absolutely no fucking reason. They kill all the kids. Nightbloods are super rare, and so you have to fight to the death, and then you have to, and then you're out of fucking nightbloods. Until, like, more of them get raised up. I was like, well, so just logically this doesn't make sense. Like, never mind that you're horrible people for, like, putting kids to fight to the death. Like, practically, it's just a bad idea. Like, at least, the you know, like, monarchy, you have the heir and the spare. Like, there is no spare. Yeah. Like, the spare is dead. (laughs) So dumb. I mean, every time you start questioning the flame stuff, it all falls apart. So, like, we can't even, like, go there. Like, it's just... I like... I like the idea of the flame. I like all of that. And, like, I know that it's dramatic to have them fight to the death, but, like, that was also kind of dumb. It was so then dumb. You could also you could also have more power struggles with the commanders being like, okay, well, you know, I defeated all of these people, but maybe they're not dead. And so, like, what do you do with, like, you know, your your rivals that you defeated? Like, alliances? Well, whatever, whatever. Yeah. We're not going to get into what could have been done. Maybe you um, would defeat them and they would be your lieutenants or something. Right? Like, clearly they were good enough to, yeah. like, make it that we're far. We're good fighters, yeah. Or make the rest of them fight to the death? I don't know. I'm just saying, like, killing off all of them and That's... then being like, well, we're out of nightbloods, gotta, no commander can die for the next 13 years. <laughs> it is the grounder way. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um... So, let's, uh, before we wrap it up, um, I would like to, I see this Bullark cl- crossfade. Uh, in your notes, and I want to make sure that our audience get gets their Bullark fix. Oh, this isn't um, a Bullark crumb. This is, um, they did a Bullark crossfade for oh, the Oh, I just saw it's Blake's <laughs> Um Go so on. So this is like a very blatant, like there's like a, you know, from Bellamy crossfade to Octavia. And I was like, ooh, that's weird. Um, so, I mean, you guys know my stance on Blake's Us, so like, I'm all for it. I'm cool with it. <laughs> Can't wait for them to make out. Um... But then I was also like, but we're what- going to get so many fucking angry letters about this. <laughs> like the number of times we bring up incest on the- people are fine with us talking about cannibalism, but we do get some ones where they're like, ew, incest. I say this is an only child. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but no, so like on a more serious level, um, I was trying to think like, why would they like what, why the crossfade? And I think like maybe what they're trying to say is, you know, Octavia's Bell- gonna bang Clark. <laughs> Octavia's <laughs> gonna bang Josephine. Oh yeah, probably. But they should have done mean- the crossfade on them. <laughs> um, but so like Bellamy's realizing like what shit people that these guys are, you know. So he threw out his sister 
so that they could leave, live peacefully with the society. So I think what the crossfade was trying to tell us was, was it like it just dawned on him that he just fucked over his sister for worthless people. And it's just like now this decision that he made that he felt like he had to make. Um, oops. He, you know, it's it was just all for nothing. Like, like everything, every decision Bellamy makes just blows up in his face, no matter what the intent was behind <laughs> it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I guess, yeah, like, I mean, even as the viewers were watching it going like, so I'm team Diotavia, like, fuck the sanctum thing. Like, I feel like maybe Bellamy is now on the audience's side. <laughs> what do you mean? What? Like, the, he wants to leave. you know, yeah, that he no. wants to leave and go hang out with Octavia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, okay. um... Jordan calling him out for being, like, a better Bellamy before Prime Faya was the best thing in the entire episode because I was like, yes! <laughs> Finally, somebody is saying it in show because I've been saying this for so long. And there was a discussion online about this, about, like, is this Bellamy still compelling? And, I, I mean, my answer, everyone can feel however they want about it, but, like, my answer is, like, fuck no. <laughs> because, I mean, right now he doesn't even have his own story. Um, I thought that the Bellamy that was best was the Bellamy whose greatest strength was also his greatest weakness, and just watching him grapple with that. Um, and so what we have now is, like, he comes in now and then to just give exposition. Like, hey guys, we landed on a, a moon, and this is what we're gonna do. Here is the plan. Also, um, these people who are not gonna be in this episode, this is where they are, in case you were wondering. <laughs> And, um, <laughs> this... But we're also not going to mention Miller's name. Yeah, exactly. Miller is the new Harper. Harper. Yep. <laughs> and then, um, in case you're wondering how on earth there is flame technology here, let me just catch you up. <laughs> so, I... It's like they, they don't know what to do with him, and it kills me because he's was my favorite character. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I have hope that they'll turn it around. They still have seven episodes to do it. Um, so we'll see. But, like, that... That line from Jordan, like, I needed it. And it's my little, like, crack of the door of hope that they're going to address this and actually give him his own story. Yeah. Well, I hope that for you as well. Thank you. And for Bellamy, just because, you know, yeah. I like Bellamy too. He was not, like, my favorite character. Like, I, I did not watch him under a microscope. But yeah. I like Bellamy. Um, do you guys have anything before we get into Petty Dickery? So, um... I'm really glad that it was Bellamy who figured it out. Like, it was, for me, it was, it had to either be Maddie, Abby, um, but I'm glad that it was Bellamy. I would have maybe, like, been okay with Murphy figuring it out. Um, mm -hmm. Again, like, perceptive. This, yeah, and also just, like, the, the sociopaths sniffing out their own kind. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And so, but I thought that that scene was well done. Um, I think that Eliza just is doing such a great job. Yeah. Of being a different no, character. Great. Um, and so that scene was definitely like harrowing and sad and scary. Um, and yeah. So I wonder like, so in the, there was some kind of interview, I think that Eliza did with TV Guide where she was like, um, Josephine is going to toy with him a little bit. I don't know what that means because I, he knows now, like what is she can't just like release him back to the people. What is going to happen? <laughs> so I'm really, I'm curious to see how that's going to play out. Um, I guess we'll see. Um, and then the other thing we should talk about is 
Murphy and Josephine's conversation, which I was mm-hmm. very excited about, but like I want to hear what you guys thought about it. Um, I mean, it's it's interesting because this kind of gets into our discussion of whether or not living forever um, is good or bad, mm-hmm. um, especially you know, like in the same body. Like I, I, this was for sure on brand for Murphy, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's going to be interesting. Because I don't think that Amori specifically would agree with him being cool with this. And so yeah. either that or I wouldn't also put it past Murphy to be playing both sides. Um, you know, like he might be down for some immortality, but I still think that his loyalty is going to be slightly more towards Sky Crew, Space Crew, Earth Crew than it is, you know, not Clark. Got it. Shaheen? Um, so... Speaking of Eliza's acting first, I um, I feel like, I mean, I do feel like it's a different person. So mm-hmm. she's doing a good job, but I feel like most of it is happening with the eyes. Which mm-hmm. She has a healthy eye game going. Somehow, the way, <laughs> <laughs> the way uh, Josephine gaze, the Josephine's gaze is different from Clark's. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, like her voice is the same... I haven't. Her voice is different. Her voice is a little bit higher. Yeah, it's just a tiny bit higher. Mm. In her head tilt, she she could have been like, go back to the Australian Australian accent or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would have been funny. A bigger, bigger difference. Because it's really different. Have you heard her speak in her Australian? Yeah, of course. It's very, very different. And like, it's not, it's it's not as deep. Her voice is not as deep. Um, Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, but yeah, is that like? Or posture, I haven't noticed much difference in terms of posture. Of course, it's hard when she's wearing Clark's uh, outfit. But but even, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? What are the things that make Josephine different from Clark? I mean, I think it's it's the eyes, Mm -hmm. um, the way that... The tilt of the head. The The way that she observes is different than Mm. the way that Clark observes. And I don't know how to describe that. Um, Definitely the eyes, definitely sort of the voice, but also just sort of the way that she is. I mean, I will say it for Josephine, like, like, obviously she is incredibly smart. Um, But at the same time, I, we, you also kind of get the sense that she is not taking Earth crew seriously. Like, she still feels like she has the upper hand. Like, if you kind of see the way that she, like, sort of brushes off uh, Gaia when it comes to Maddie's schooling and stuff like that. And I think that I think that Josephine's hubris is going to be what bites her in the ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because she even had it when she revealed it to Bellamy. She's like, hi, like... Good job finding me out. Dun dun, I'm winning. And you're like, yeah, but have you seen the show? Yeah. <laughs> like, your dad already told you that they're gonna burn this place to the ground if they find out that you killed Clark. Yeah, <laughs> like so that was you know Chekhov's whatever something's Chekhov's burning it to the ground. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, like I, I I very much enjoy the way that Eliza is playing this. Mm-hmm. Um, at the, but I think we're also getting a lot of hints that that things aren't going to go well for Josephine. Yeah. yeah. And I really like when you're talking about how smart Josephine is, I love that because like sometimes I think we forget that Clark is also very smart. Um, mm-hmm. And I just really hope we get to watch um, Eliza play Clark playing Josephine 
Playing Clark. <laughs> oh, like like if they figure out how to turn off the switch. Yes, if they and bring get Clark, Clark back. back, but they have to have her pretend to be Josephine, yes. pretending to be Clark. Wow. Yes, I want to see that so fucking... badly. If you watch, wait, wait, Supernatural. Didn't we get? Didn't we get episode titles for the rest of them? And one of them was one of those Russian nesting dolls. Yes, that was the name of the episode. Yes. And that's so I think that that's probably what would happen is that they get Clark back, but they can't let anyone know that they so Eliza's just going to be playing like 14 different layers, um, which actually uh, uh, fandom favorite uh, Joe Garfine said that she wants to come on the pod and she doesn't know what episode it's going to be. She just knows that there's, you know, an episode that she wants to cover for for, you know, an Eliza episode, like a big one. Uh And so I wouldn't be surprised. I'm calling it now. That's the episode. How about that? that? We can we can put money money in and see if if it's correct. All right. Yeah. Um, so cool. speaking of the Clark Murphy scene, uh, you were asking mm-hmm. me what I thought, and uh, I started talking about the acting. Um, I thought my thought about that scene was I was just wondering if Murphy would have someone like Murphy, you know, what I call a positive nihilist, would take that bet to would would take that deal to be immortal. Like, does he want to be immortal? Because if his nihilism means that he doesn't really think that life is worth anything. He just lives it because he's also not going to kill himself. He's just going to, you know, enjoy the fuck out of it as much as he can and then die. I don't know if he would want to be immortal. Um, so that's the only thing I was wondering. Well, he does right now. I think, well, it, I don't know. His identity, so much of his identity has been like survive, 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 survive. Um, so I think that there's a natural inclination to be interested in what um, immortality looks like, especially because all he's done is try to survive, survive, survive. Um, but on top <laughs> of that, we have like this whole thing where he thought he went to, he was going to hell. Like he got a peek at hell. He does not want to go there. And so now <laughs> immortality. Yeah. I forgot about that too. This is like, this is his way out. He doesn't want to go back. He's yeah. like he's like when you're trying to bathe a cat and like you're holding the cat or like get the cat into the cat carrier and somehow they have 18 legs and they're just going in every direction and like you're bigger by magnitudes and yet you cannot like shove the cat like into the cat carrier. Um, it's like that's what he's doing. The cat's gravity just like inverts itself. Exactly. Like the cat is actually somehow moving up, up in the air and you were trying to shove it down. I mean, the guy got lynched, and touching algae was more traumatic for him than <laughs> he got like hanged because he saw hell, and that's where yeah. he thinks he's going for eternity now. But like, what if that isn't hell, and what if something has to do with the algae, and like, you know, something, something? No, because right, um, in that scene when we find out about the algae, and that's what uh, Murphy, why Murphy was mm-hmm. in whatever it was, um. The what's his face was like, yeah, Gabriel touched the algae and that's how he walked on water or something, something. Yeah. Um so he thought I don't know, he maybe that's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I hope I hope that wasn't the last we we, we heard of it. Um yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what made um Gabriel change his mind. He saw Jesus. He saw well, he <laughs> saw hell, but instead of being like can't die now. He was like, well, the only way to make this better is to, like, repent and make up for all my misdeeds. And go live as a weird hermit in the time anomaly? Yes, exactly. 
Okay, got it. Um, was there any more on Clark and Murphy or Clark and Bellamy? Oh, I had, I just wanted to say for Murphy, um, so, like, my whole thing with Murphy has always been, I've always felt that he's a sociopath, and I know that, like, (laughs) basically nobody agrees with me except for, um, somebody who told me, I think it was Erin told me, Erin from Meditation told me that she thinks that, um, Richard Harmon, who plays Murphy, um, also views Murphy as a sociopath, and I was like, yes! <laughs> um, and so, um, this moment, like, he's very much, like, falling back into those sociopathic tendencies, and I love it, because I don't like seeing Murphy as this, like, having a lots of warmth inside. Um, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like him as, like, as who, um, as, like, he is what you see. Like, you know, he has the capacity to care for people and to have friends, but at the core of it, he also has these sociopathic tendencies that are very real and probably not going anywhere because they're ingrained in who he is and how mm-hmm. he is. Um, so I'm, like, delighted by this. Um, and, yeah, maybe he'll be playing both sides. And I do think in the end he will choose Amori and his friends. Um, but I, I like that it's appealing to him so much because... Yeah. I feel like what I've been seeing on screen is, like, being validated by this Murphy's story been line. a little neutered. Yeah, exactly. And I hate it. I didn't like Murphy in season five. So I'm I'm really liking this. And um, in the interview he did with TV Guide, um, the Lindsay McDonald had tweeted, like, it's, or at the, the last um, line of the article was, like, the sociopath games begin, because it's, like, Murphy versus Josephine. Um, and I was like, yes, and he tweeted it. I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is your it's moment. Happening. <laughs> so like, yeah, I'm very excited for that. And I do think people who like the softer Murphy are still going to get that. But I think we're yeah. all going to be happy with this, you know? Murphy getting his fangs back a little. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, do you guys it. have anything else? Petty Dickery? Um, um, yeah. Shaheen, what, what, what's your Petty Dickery? <laughs> um... I had several, looks like. Oh. Um, okay, so one of the earth flowers, and then there was like eggs, omelet, um, whatever. Um, they brought chickens, it's I, fine. I, I promised to complain <laughs> once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so how does Jordan know Bellamy psychoanalysis? Like, he just like unwrapped <laughs> Bellamy and laid him down <laughs> on the table for him. And I was like, how the fuck do you even know all of this? I was like, yeah, that time you couldn't save your sister and then you did, you threw out the radio, whatever. He didn't say that. But, like, he knew the whole thing. I was like, man, all these years, they really had nothing to do. They just, like, <laughs> they talked about everything that happened. <laughs> it was yeah. like, they told him about Basically. every day of their fucking life. And then the grounders came and then Jasper got speared and then he was <laughs> wailing for a while and then Octavia got stolen. And then it just like went through the whole thing for him. That was like his schooling, homeschooled. I mean, I think that that was it. They had nothing else. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I also like that it says like, to me, it says that Harper Other and Monty agreed and that was yeah. like how they told these <laughs> stories was like you know up on the ark Bellamy got weird you know we weren't really and like also my headcanon is like because Harper was like so conspicuously unmentioned by Bellamy in like the two scenes that he should have like said her name yeah. that I feel like there sh- there was maybe like a side story that got cut where he was having conflict with Harper 
and maybe it was about him not being himself. And like maybe. so he and like they just never it never you got fixed on that. Yeah, I should. But like in that because I needed an explanation as to why they just didn't say her name because it was crazy. Like what mean girls bullshit like went down between them and that they are in a fight. I mean, we know that Bellamy's a dramatic hoe and would totally do Uh, that and be petty about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's your last one, Shaheen? Oh, I think I said this, didn't I? Jordan, there's no fucking way Jordan would know open sesame. (laughs) Like that phrase. Yeah. I do appreciate, though, that now that we have Josephine, we should, like, I am finally willing to overlook the amount of, like, like modern idioms that they use. Um, because I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. That's fine that she can use it. But, like, when Murphy a few seasons ago was making, like, anal probe jokes, like, from Aliens, I was like, what are you even talking about, Murphy? Like, you don't even, like, maybe, I guess you watched on TV, but still, like, that kind of, like... soccer tapes over and over again. <laughs> yeah, like, um, weird colloquialisms. I, think I mean, it, like, it, how it, many people... Know... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say that I I think that what we're seeing here is, um, again, I brought this up last episode in terms of, like, an inconsistency in what they're trying to say um, and not realizing it. Um, like, part of what I said last year was about, like, the badasses and it, like, not being congruent with, like, the morality that they try to frame things in sometimes. So this right. specific one is that, like, they're saying, I love when... When Josephine's like, penny for your thoughts. And Murphy's like, what's a penny? What's a penny? But yeah. like, so that's a perfect example of like, how do they sometimes know like open sesame or like say hello to my little friend, but like, then they don't know like a penny. So because like clearly they, they got some kind of media on the arc and but they wouldn't Allegis. have had currency. Um, but like they, but in movies, like a penny for your thoughts is something repeated in so many movies that like, that's where it kind of falls apart a little bit for me. But at the same time, it's not something that bothers me, but I do wish that that was a little bit tighter. I, yeah, exactly. Um, Bubs, do you, do you have any, well, actually, these are petty dickeries that we haven't covered? Um, I just wrote like the, the philosophical, I don't know why I put this here now. (laughs) I'm embarrassed. Well, I mean, we, we talked about it, though, right? The Is killing a chip killing a person? Like, we talked about that. Did we? I thought we just talked about the other way around. We talked about, yeah, oh, is the we? post being murdered. But, yeah, is, like, smashing a chip, is that killing a person? Is that what you're is it, Yeah, like, I if think, you smash the flame, is that killing 33 people? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of like the uh, the abortion debate, right? Or we yeah, say, I mean, well, oh, yeah, did we talk about that last time? Should we not say that so. word? I mean, we can can say it. Um, I would, I I mean, from my own personal sort of like view of it, I think. It can't survive by itself. It has the potential to be a human, but it's not a human now. But with with the body of another, it is a perfect abortion debate. (laughs) (laughs) Can't survive by itself. No. Yeah, like it can't survive by itself. It like would require like. Uh, you know, someone else's body to enable it to be human At again. At great cost to the mother slash host. <laughs> yeah. As we will find out in the Russian Doll episode. Um, or when Diosa yeah. gives birth to Benjamin Button. Oh my god, please. Please give birth in... Oh my god, she's gonna give birth to quote-unquote Hope or whatever ship name we decided to give her baby on Twitter. Um, in the Anomaly. 
And it's going to pop out and be like old enough to date Jordan. Mark my words. He's going to imprint on her like fucking Twilight. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm just, I'm just going what off if, on this. What if, going back to your alien threads, what uh-huh. if you're in the anomaly and Hope just bursts out of her like an alien monster? Because she I mean, is that up. not what infants are? Well, but like she'll die because it's like... A 12-year-old That's my only out of beef with it. Stomach. I don't want Dioza to die. The rest I of it, know. I'm on board. But, like, honestly, I, I think there's chatter about um, where she's listed on IMDb. So if you love Dioza as much as we do, hold on to your butts. <laughs> okay. Um, if it's all right, I'll do my well, actually, and then we'll start to wrap it up. Yeah. Sorry, can I, um, since we brought up philosophy... And abortion. God damn it. <laughs> I just want to mention two <laughs> names. No worries. Two names. Yeah. I mean, this is great. Um, we actually never talked about this. So um, Don Marquis has a paper um, called An Argument That Abortion Is Wrong. And he makes the argument that basically that something that has the potential to be a human should have the same rights as a human, which is what we're arguing here. And then if you want to hear an argument against it, Judith Jarvis Thompson uh, has a very famous argument against, well, for abortion, um, which is that um, he, she makes this analogy with if you suddenly wake up and you're hooked up to this other person and they tell you that if you leave, if you unplug yourself, this person will die, um, do you have any responsibility to stay there? Um, and, you know, so, yeah, that's that's the argument. So, can look that up cool let's not let's not delve too much into that yeah. Yeah. because we will be here all goddamn day yeah. i think I we just, should uh, just keep it as a it peripheral yeah. yeah um all right so if it's okay with you guys can i do mine is that yeah okay? so um my will actually petty dickery goes to the moment that abby realized that like was asking clark uh slash josephine um because clark is left-handed uh and josephine is not and she noticed that, and, you know, the idea of whether or not uh, a person's consciousness actually controls their hand dominance. And if it, were, if it were just that, then that would actually be fine, except for the fact that there are known physio- physiological differences between right-handed and left-handed people having to do with sort of, like, mm-hmm. the thickness of certain connectors and stuff like that. Um, so there, there's research that shows that hand dominance is actually more physically dominated by the thickness and structure of certain brain connections. So even if Josephine wanted to write with her right hand, it's likely that it would have been like difficult, um, for her to make that switch based on actual phys- physiology of Clark. The end. Yeah. Like, it's not that she wouldn't have wanted to. It's not that suddenly like her brain would have said, I am left-handed. Like this feels more comfortable. It's that her inclination to use her right hand would not have been as like as 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 expected like the use and sort of natural feel of it would not have been as you know as finely controlled the muscle memory wouldn't be there and it would just be awkward right i think that's really cool well less about even muscle memory because you could even argue that muscle memory is something that is mental you know but this is a physiological thing like she like the connections like trying to control your right hand if you were not right-handed mm-hmm. um would be difficult because of like the you know your brain not running on the correct pathways mm-hmm. um anyway i just thought that was super interesting because i was like oh 
huh, that's a thing. I wonder if that would go into, like, you know, people who are naturally, like, good dancers with rhythm. If that was is also something like if the that body-brain connection is, like, yeah, just I don't different. know. Or if it is just in the brain. Hmm. That's very cool. Hmm. Who knows? Um, I, um, speaking of that, I, I, I also thought it was stupid that Abby, or maybe she didn't care enough, I don't know, but, like, she got suspicious with the whole left-handed, right-handed thing. But she yeah, had, but then she had to go back to saving Marcus. Well, the thing is, she could have just looked at the handwriting. Clearly, it would have been different, right? Like, she knows Clark's handwriting, yeah. doesn't she? Like, th- yeah, that was the e- she had an easy check. <laughs> but, like, she didn't, she didn't, like, I don't... She like, didn't think it, it was a different I, I person? Think, well, yeah, it's like, it's, um, what is the first... So, you see somebody, like, you say you see a family member... Writing with the opposite hand is your first thought that they've been ba- body snatched. <laughs> your first thought's gonna be like this dork trying to write with the other hand and be cool. <laughs> you know, like doesn't doesn't Abby know about body snatching at this point? No, but here's the thing: she knows who Clark is. Like, and given that Clark was talking about how like she made a bit of innuendo to Bellamy about how you know she was. Basically, she's saying that dude is so tired from all the sex that they had that that's why she hasn't that nobody's seeing him. Never mind the fact that he is fucking dead. Yeah. Um. I think maybe maybe it's that Abby just assumed that you know Clark's left hand for whatever reason real tired right now, and <laughs> so she's just yeah. making a little switcheroo. Yeah. Okay. Really Makes sense. sense. But just out of curiosity, does Abby know body snatching is happening on this? planet i don't think so i think abby's just been in her like little cave okay yeah little cave all right yeah um do you guys want to wrap it up with tv shows to recommend is that are we skipping my Um, theories oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i guess we're not skipping your theories go ahead bobs break down your theories (laughs) okay so um one of them which occurred to me so late that i'm so embarrassed but like abby's so josephine i think is getting murphy on her side so that she can get into Abby and not only get her to make the night blood, but like she's gonna tell her that she can save Kane by making and him put Kane a-, a new body yes. so that Henry and Cusa can leave the show. Yes, you Me. know it's gonna happen. Yeah, no, I mean that's fair, but whose body? I mean, it's not important yet. <laughs> what what sexy old person do we do we have um, for Abby? I mean, maybe they'll have J.R. Bourne's day. Maybe, maybe. um but i'm interested to see how that develops but i think that's 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 a reasonable theory i think that's josephine's next target but she needs someone who's gonna like get her into abby has a special relationship with you know not that she knows that but it's like it's gonna be very convenient connection yes um and then i had a bunch of theories that maybe i'll hold them back some of them are just like super crackpot theories um but like one of them was um this whole thing with the anomaly and, like, the time stuff, like, I don't know if this would be jumping the shark, but, like, what if, like, the end game of the season is that the team, instead of dealing with the primes in their fucked up ways, just goes through the anomaly slash temporal thing and goes to a different time on the planet and lives somewhere else. And that's why elite, or the other people haven't really explored outside of that because everyone else lives somewhere else and has been for a long time. I don't know. Anyways. Um, things to think about. <laughs> nuggets. Little nuggets. 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 Um, thank you for those, bubs. Yeah, no problem. Um, uh, so TV shows? I have other thought, okay. this, like, theory question. <laughs> so, oh, shit, you have one, too. Yeah, is, um, 
Is this confirmed that they keep seeing the last thing they saw as long as they're in the chip? Um, I don't think that there's anything in, I don't think that they're awake in the chip, but I think that as soon as they come back online, that they relive that, like that that's where they are. Uh-huh. Well, Josephine in, in said uh, 20 years in the ice will teach her, teach her a lesson as if that will be painful or something. Like the, the 20 I think years. that the pain is more missing missing 20 years but also, does that make sense i agree with you that's my inclination joe but at the same time when um josephine came to us um in clark's body she goes is this real so i don't know if there's some weird kind of like in flame like mm. dreaming that happens right. maybe but that wouldn't make fucking sense though I know, she said this one is real right she said this like science yeah. wise this doesn't make any goddamn sense yeah yeah mm. but no yeah <laughs> But I wonder if that's any something. I don't know. Any any others, Shaheen? No, that's it. All right. Um, TV shows to recommend? I have a good one. Okay, go. <laughs> so, one of our lovely listeners, um, Deuce of the Wired on Reddit, um, recommended or um, sent me the uh, links to the original Swedish version of Humans. Uh, based on which humans was built. Um, and that's called Real Humans, or Ekta Meniskor. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and yeah, and, I, and I wa- I've watched a couple of episodes, and it's really cool. So the humans that we watched uh, actually follows this story pretty closely. Um, a, lot of is, a lot of it is the same. Uh, but there are some differences. I mean, there are some, like, a little petty funny differences <laughs> so max is white <laughs> and he and he's literally round so remember we were we were like max is round <laughs> wait no, is he fat round round pointy remember we were like max is round yeah round and pointy no but yeah, I'm saying but yeah in this one so yeah he's literally round and <laughs> leo is less of a loser um he's not a fucking okay. always hurt or crying and odie paints um and so, but yeah, also there are more tits because it's Europe, you know? So, um. Wait, what show was I watching that there was a surprising amount of, uh, oh, Vita, Vita, lots of dick. <gasps> yes. <laughs> I've told you to watch it. I feel like this you would did. be like your absolute show. Oh. Like there is so much like sex on this show, um, but it's actually very well done. I'm, I'm going to ATX TV festival this weekend and uh, I actually managed to switch one of my, my like panel badges to actually go to the Vita writer's room like panel. So I'm excited about that. But there's penis. There's penis. There's strap-on action. There's like chick fucking dude strap-on action. Also Lucky Louie. It's like that Bullark fic. (laughs) That Bullark fic. Exactly. God damn it. I, um, yeah, that's not and that's not the selling point of the show. It's actually a very, very good show, like really, really, really good. Um, but I knew I know, you know what your to audience. get you with, Bubs. I, I know you. I know <laughs> yes. you. Um, so we yeah. should. So Real Humans is good. It's pretty good. And there are also some interesting like philosophical differences, like the people on the original show on Real Humans, they they seem kind of like more advanced morally than the people that we see we see on the English version. Um, like in that, the there's a lot of people there in this, in the Swedish per- version, there's a lot of people, <laughs> sorry, let me start over. The people in the Swedish version are morally, mo- seem morally more advanced than people in the British Like in version. what sense? In the sense that there's a lot of people already 
who are get very upset if you say you know bad thing, nasty things about synths, which they call who bots. Um, who bots? Like human bots. That's adorable. <laughs> That's so cute. Um, <laughs> So if someone is like, oh, the fucking Hubots, dolls, whatever, there's a lot of people who are like, dude, that's not cool. Um, like, be open-minded and whatever. We didn't see that on the British show. Like, it took everyone, it took a lot to convince anyone at all that, that this was a thing. Um, so it's interesting. Like, they're already kind of there. But there's also this group that's kind of like we are people that are called real humans. Um, they're they're against it, um, and there's also not so much emphasis on the economic aspect of like people losing their jobs. That I haven't seen that yet. But maybe that will come up. Mm. Anyway, that's a really good show. Okay, and it's much more slow paced. Oh. So. Also, George is their grandpa. <laughs> oh, George and Odie. George is the grandfather of the family. So. God damn it, Odie! I'm, I'm sad all over again. Are you happy? <laughs> Are you happy? You have died, George. You cue me fucking sobbing. <laughs> um, Bubs, what about you? Oh, so I, I still have one or two episodes left, but oh my god, Chernobyl. I've heard very is good things. So good. So, so good. Like, by the, like the first episode, you're on the edge of your seat. It's horrifying stuff. Like, it's really horrifying stuff. Um, and sometimes I hate that it's all, like, true because of it, just, like, how good it is and how much I am enjoying watching it. Um, and then I have to remind myself that, like, this actually happened to people. And then I have to be like, bubbles, simmer down. <laughs> um, and so... I, it's just, what's so well done about it is, um, like, there's a lot of layers. It's just well done. It's, um, the production value is great, ex- everything. Um, the other nice thing is that I read online people who lived through it are floored by this, um, version of Chernobyl because they say it's, like, so much, um, attention to detail was given to get everything exactly right down to, like, um, in the first episode you see this character take the trash out and he has this, like, little little bucket to take the, and that's exactly what they had. Um, all the clothes are exactly right. All the, everything is, everything is perfect, especially the, um, the way that the society ran, the way that the people in charge are supposed to not question them. And everything is about making things look good more than making sure things are good. (laughs) Um, so it was just culturally really interesting, um, to watch and also infuriating, um, but I cannot recommend it more. I, I I thought it was amazing. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've heard amazing things as well. So, yay. Yeah. Everyone go watch Chernobyl. <laughs> um, I was going to recommend Gentleman Jack again because I am still obsessed with this fucking show and you absolutely <laughs> should watch it. Everyone should watch it. It is amazing. It's funny. It's heartbreaking. It's amazing. But since we're talking about uh, strap action, let's talk about Vita. And... Um, <laughs> And this is, there's two seasons that have been out, um, like the second season like just came out pretty recently and just got renewed for a third. Um, it is a, it's very sexually fluid, queer, but it's not a, it's not, it's not, it's not a gay show, if that makes sense. Like, it's not like watching the fucking L word or something It's like, like that. everybody. Ugh. 
It's everybody. Like, everybody is represented. Like, um, and it's basically the premise is these two girls, um, two adult, two adult sisters come home because their mother has died suddenly. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you find this out in the first episode, so I'm not really, like, spoiling or anything like that. But, um, basically, uh, like, they had a very, the eldest daughter had a very contentious relationship with her mother, kind of having to do with her mother's sort of homophobia and stuff like that. And it turns out that turns out her mom was actually married the last few years to like a very butch woman and so like stop it's so amazing and so there's the younger sister who's very much like an alexis if you will Uh um in her sort of like floating around the world shacking up with rich guys and like living her life and never having to be responsible for anything and then the older daughter is like always feeling the weight of the world like she's Mm. very successful and like her having to come home to sorry they live in um in like a latino area of like east la and Mm -hmm. so it's very um you know the cast is all latinx like everyone is um very very good it's got the whole show has like a very um sort of indie movie vibe to it for the whole show Uh um but that said like it's it's also very it's it's not clunky in that way that like sometimes really you know super indie things can be so like it's very well written it's 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 nice it's real it's sad it's funny it's um and it it, there's 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 plenty of casual full frontal male nudity for you bubs um (laughs) You know, like, they kind of approach sex in a very real way. Um, sometimes it's healthy, sometimes it's not. Um, and, and, the sh- and the word is actually the mother's name, Vita, but, you know, it also means life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's, that's the idea of this sort of show is you're kind of showing the life of, you know, and it touches on gentrification and, like, what does it mean if you're, you know, a successful, like, um, you know, uh, Latino or Latina, like, coming home to your neighborhood and trying to, you know, revitalize it, but then you're seen as an outsider mm-hmm. because, you know, you are, you know, it's about class, it's about, um, you know, gender and, and sexuality, and, you know, it, it's it's good. It's actually, it's really good. I think you would like it a lot, Bubs. Yes, I'll watch, I need something to watch, so I will watch that, and then I'll watch Gentleman Jack. And I want to say, like, there are only, like, six or eight episodes per season. So, like, you... And I want to say that the episodes are pretty short. Like, they're, like, a solid half hour. Okay. So, yeah. Give it a whirl. That much dick in just um, six episodes of 30 minutes? I mean, just cram it in there, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's what she said. (laughs) I did. I did say that. I said that for you. Um... Well, now that we've ended on cramming dicks, uh, is there anything else that we want to touch on before we leave? No, just thank you guys so much for all your feedback and comments. Um, yeah, we're and this feedback so that we're going to get back season. to soon that was emailed to us. Um, yeah, and especially people bad. on SoundCloud who agree with everything that I said. And I... No, there was somebody on Reddit who also agreed with everything that I said, and we're like, or was it SoundCloud shit? There was one of them was basically saying that, like, you guys were occasionally right, but I, oh yeah, Logan, Logan. On, on Twitter. Meanwhile, um, he comes to me I'm... and yells at me. <laughs> How dare you say that? I will say it, Logan. I will say it. <laughs> Point is, uh, I love you for saying that I am, you know, always right. So yes, thank you guys so much for listening and all of your feedback. Um, I guess we'll, we'll be coming we at you with respond. wait what sorry we sometimes don't respond quickly I was just responding to everyone on SoundCloud so it's been like a week but yeah yeah no we do a bad job so sorry <laughs> it's not it's not it's not malicious it's just stoned yeah. um, <laughs> so we will be back with season 6 episode 6 once this hiatus though is over I don't actually know when this episode is going up because Shaheen currently has the plague um, but thank you guys for listening and may we geek again Maybe geek again, guys. Bye.
Okay, bye.